live. Oh, best show. Oh, what will we do tonight? We're gonna have a fun show. We got me and KV, aka Kurt Vile, Verve recording artist Kurt Vile, and we're gonna talk to Jay Maskis, the guy that invented rock. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care about most of this stuff, but he did something that only gets better with time passing and the band reformed and they've put out five records. No other band has done what they did. Oh, all right. Enough of that. Enough of that malarkey as, uh, our president would say, right? Malarkey. Is that a word he says? That was his campaign promise. No malarkey. No malarkey. Yeah. I think it was, here's the deal. No malarkey. Here's the deal. No malarkey. Oh, come on. No malarkey. Um, yeah, he, uh, it's a deal with his dog. He's on a hiatus, I believe. Dog's still chomping people. Still chomping people. In the White House. I think he gets a bad rap. Yeah. Dogs can sense evil. Look, that dog can't help it. Major? Is Major the one doing the chomping? Yeah, it's Major. Major's walking around. Major looks at somebody and sees they see a hamburger or a hot dog. Just like in an old cartoon. Can't help it. He sees, uh, he sees Chuck Schumer walking down the hall. He looks, he sees an old, old hot dog covered in mustard and relish. Just like old cartoon. He, so he chomps. He chomps away. He looks, he sees, uh, Ted Cruz walking through the White House. He sees old hamburger. He can't help it. Just like a cartoon. Those were the days. Life was so simple. You get stranded on a desert island and the person you're stuck with looks like a, a hamburger or hot dog. That's how it used to be in the good old days, my friends. Not anymore. Now people look and they see avocado toast. They look and they see that they're, they're the person that's stranded on the island looks like avocado toast or a, uh, some sort of uh a chalupa or a stuffed crust pizza. So anyway, we got a big show for you tonight. Me and Kurt Vile, my beloved Kurt Vile, we're going to talk to Jay Maskus from Dinosaur Jr., who have a new album coming out this week. I'm going to tell you, this album... I'm I'm a bit of a student of uh of that band. Bit of a student. Sweep it into space a new record. Top top of the catalog. It's up there with the it's up there at the tippy top of the catalog. And I know Mike look, Mike, we're gonna remove you from that tonight. Your your actual your your entree to the show was birthed by you goofing on my love of Dinosaur Jr. 
Yeah, but uh, I've come around to appreciate. I, I've seen them live too. So, oh, uh, oh you, you know, want to you get, get your trophy? I, I, th- I thought I'd come on and say I'm a huge I'm gonna fan. Get, no, I'm going to get just, the guy a trophy. Just, so I'm live. just like when you came on with Kevin Smith. I'm a huge fan. No, well, you know, you know how that fan. looks. Just, no, I'm not. Gonna, it, you're not just, doing yeah, that. Just, just introduce me. I'll oh, say no, I'm a huge fan. No way. You're not getting. You're not getting within a hundred miles of. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I've been huge practicing fan. all day. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. You're such a bad actor. You're such a bad actor. No wonder they walked you off the set of that. Uh, Mike was in a Liam Neeson movie. Liam Neeson actually had him removed from the set. Liam Neeson, yeah. Liam Neeson was like, he was like, who is this guy? That guy was a hundred, wasn't a hundred miles near me. He's, he's like, he's like, why is, that, the guy. why is that guy acting like that? That was used why as bait to, to lure me into this, this horrible night I spent. Oh, horrible. Boo hoo. I've had it with you. Standing around in a warehouse. Oh yeah, it's called being it's called being background <laughs> yeah, talent. Yeah, being background and you know, being disrespected, yeah. Yeah, well, you don't do background anymore then. You're not a human being. Yeah, no. Stand up against this wall. We don't have any chairs for you. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're gonna be in a movie with Liam yeah. Neeson. All right. Why hey. the grumbling? Yeah. Take it easy, <laughs> Burt Reynolds. What do you would they should roll out the tra- the red carpet? <laughs> a little decency, please. Yeah. No, I say no decency. Wow. They got to establish, uh, they got to establish set law on that. <laughs> yeah. Know your place. <laughs> know your place. Mike, know your place. Yeah. You I know what, Mike? You know your place, you, but you do know your place. It was Mike. loud and clear, man. Mike, you know your place. Like, and it's on. Place you know what? It, you're not, no, no, you're at your actual place. You know your place and you're at it right now <laughs> in the hornet's nest of the best show with. Pat, Mike, Jason, me, and that's where you belong. And we'll talk more about you. Got you got some new product out, which <laughs> truly sickens me. But God bless uh, you. I'm timing it. The mar- my marketing team wants to get it out right before your book hits. This way, there's Imagine no comp- marketing. No, no, oh, no competition. No, he's gonna. He, you know what he's gonna do. <laughs> No competition. This, this, this is my this is my fear with this guy. I've got this book coming. It's it's taken years for me to work on this thing. To finally get to the point where I write this thing. I put it together. It's called It Never Ends. You can check it out over at TomRotaBook.com. Comes out in July. This guy, my I have a hunch. Say June. 22nd, we'll just say. June 22nd, he releases a book. <laughs> That's not happening. I have a feeling he's going to do a quickie book, My Life on the Best Show <laughs> by AP Mike. It's self-published, yeah. It, it always, <laughs> it like, it, like, it almost never ends uh-huh. by AP Mike. Like he'll like make the it'll be like the if I did it cover the OJ book the 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 always will be really tiny on it it'll say it never ends oh, and in real small print it'll say it'll say it it is huge almost is microscopic never ends and then in real the finest of fine print it's going to say my life as associate producer. On the best show with, and then in huge letters, Tom Sharpling. It'll look, I tell you, 
I got a, I got a sneaky feeling that's what's coming down the pike for me. And I'm going to change my name right before it's published. Yeah, great. <laughs> Shapling. Great. Shapling. Great. Yeah, so we'll be right next to We'll be next to each other on the shelf. We'll be on this shelf together, Tom. We'll be right next to each other in the <laughs> remainder bin. <laughs> if you do that. You're gonna you're gonna people will be like, Yeah, I read your book. It's it's uh seems like you wrote it in a weekend. <laughs> now my, my team is pushing for audio book only. No, well that's you and your team. <laughs> oh, I hope you have some productive meetings. <laughs> people don't team. read any more books. What are you so passe? All right. Enough of that. It's time to start the best show. Kurt File, Jay Maskus, me, you. Best show bingo happening tonight. We'll talk more about that in a minute, but let's get the show started. Everybody, it's the best show here on a Tuesday night. My name is Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of the best show. How are you? The phone number 201 332 If you want to be a part of the program, that's a number you call, you check in, you do it. We've got a lot going on, a lot on the table still. We've got a uh, uh, best show, uh, bingo. And what is best show bingo? Well, let me tell you. Best show bingo is, uh, 
I know I say a lot of phrases and things. Uh, I'm nothing if not a collection of uh, phrases and comments and neuroses. And so we decided to exploit that, to mock that, to put me down. It was a fun attempt to make me uh, look like a, a buffoon, a, cl- a clown, a clod, a, a dimwit, a simpleton, um, and to to highlight that. And here I am. And there's a Besho Bingo uh, card out there. Jason, can you tell people, Jason Dudio Gore, can you tell people how they get the card and how this works? Oh, yeah. So we tweeted it out on the uh, on the Best Show Twitter account, Best Show for Life. And what you do is you click that link. It's tinyurl.com slash bingo, And that is going to generate a Best Show Bingo card for you. And in the center, of course, you have Best Show logo. That is your free space. And then uh, if you get a horizontal, vertical, diagonal line and you win bingo, you email us at bestshowbingo at outlook.com and you might win a prize. Oh, no. And what is the prize? The prize is Tom will personally call you on the phone. That's right. Call you. We'll have a little chit chat. So hopefully no maniacs win it. That's all I got to say. Hopefully you're not a maniac. Maniacs can enter. Maniacs can participate. I'm just personally hoping no maniac wins it. Because, ay, ay, ay. I ain't looking to talk to no maniacs. But if I end up talking to a maniac, then so be it. Then a maniac I shall talk to. So, uh yeah. So here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm putting down. You go get your best show bingo card. You see what I uh, repeat, what I say, and you see if you get bingo. I'll be curious to see who gets bingo. And we're also going to talk about the um, the um, mascots. Top 50 mascots. We're still working our way through the top 50 mascots. Uh, you can look for that. Uh, 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 I mean, you can not look for that. You can participate in that. As the show goes on, you call up 201-332-344, get in on the action. So, without further ado, and later in the show, as I said, uh, me and Kurt Vile are going to talk to Jay Maskus from Dinosaur Jr. And we just heard from, speaking of Dinosaur Jr., their new album, which comes out this week. And this album, I'm telling you, you listen up, Jack. This thing's heavy duty. Sweep it into space is what it's called. We just heard I expect it always. So good, this record. So good. Yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff, everyone. It's the album no, of that's summer about it. right there. It's the album of summer. Might be the album of summer. Yep. Might be the album of summer. Could be. Could be the album of summer, uh, you know. Maybe the uh, maybe my audio book will be the album of the summer. And people are saying, "You could do I? Am I going to read the audio book for it? Never ends." I will not be reading the audio book. It's going to be read by uh, 
very popular entertainer that everybody really loves. Uh, Mario Lopez is going to read it. It's uh, kind of a get for us, but uh, might disappoint some people to hear Mario Lopez getting in there and telling stories that about a person he has no idea exists. No, of course I'm doing it. Of course I'm reading it. It's Tom, but man, what do you think? I'm going to get in there, lay it down. I might even throw a couple little sentences here and there that ain't in the book. I might throw a couple that ain't in the book. We'll see. I also am proud to announce I will be joining the Frank uh, Platform Network with uh, a good friend of mine, Mike Lindell. Uh, very exciting. Who would have thought that, uh, who would have thought that AP Mike was, uh, there's two Mike L's out there, right? Right, Mike? Yeah, I guess so. You and Mike Lindell. I didn't notice that until just this minute. I like when he, uh, somebody pranked him this week. I guess yesterday he was doing his show and was, um, was, uh, like he he's doing what's he doing like a forty eight hour thing or something? I have no idea. A <laughs> he did a live, he did a live stream. I'm yeah. not keeping up on Mike Liddell. I watched a little of it. Liddell or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um. And they they called in, and they were just like they tricked him into thinking it was Trump, and they did the greatest like soundboard thing where it's like. So he's like, we got our president, a real president here, Mr. Trump. And they hear like, hello, everybody, <laughs> like just clearly lifted from somewhere. And then, then they start cursing and then he grabs the phone. He goes, Ooh. <laughs> oh, Mike Lindell, you buffoon. You dunce. But God bless him. Mike Lindell, we're cheering for you. You're a, no, we're not cheering for him. It's the worst. And those pillows ain't so hot either. Can't even find them anymore now, right? Where, where could you buy a my pillow? Where could you even buy one? They ain't, ain't, ain't in uh, Bed Bath and Beyond anymore. I don't know. Guy, guy who sells Mike his, uh, DVDs might start selling my pillow. Out of there, were, there, there were pillow guys that came to the bar. You know, there, there, was, there was a hot market for uh, bootleg pillows. <laughs> I don't know if they have the labels, you know, torn off. You're not supposed to take those labels off. I never bought a, a bootleg pillow, though, either. Now the night is still young. <laughs> Might be a chance for you to get out there and grab yourself a old, old bootleg pillow. <laughs> so what? what we got any calls? My friends, we have two calls. Two calls. That's it. <sighs> Can't two believe it. Three, three, two, three, four, eight, four. It's sick. It's sick. I thought we'd have full phones. I don't know. Look, tonight's a night with news. Everybody's following the uh, verdict. It was good news. I hope everybody's safe tonight. Um, yeah. 
everybody just be safe, please. We need everybody to stay safe and healthy. Um, yeah, get, if I could get one of those calls, please, that would be great. Hello? Hello. Hi, best show. Welcome. Hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Um, this is Kaylee. Kaylee? Yes. Calling from where now? Where are you from, Kaylee? Uh, Northern Virginia. Kaylee from Northern Virginia. And what's going on in Northern Virginia tonight? Um, nothing really, I don't think. Not, not where I'm at, at least. Nothing? No. You get, you get driving around getting those, uh, discounted, uh, Easter candy still? You doing that? <laughs> I still have some left over from actual Easter, so. What do you got? Those weird Reese's, uh, egg things that are just filled with half a jar of peanut butter? <laughs> no, I have just the regular, um, solid chocolate eggs. I like those a lot. Some jelly beans. Mm hmm. Pretty standard stuff. Jelly beans. Jelly beans. Yeah. Like, are they the, and look, I'm not going to keep talking about Mike. He's, uh, it's, Mike, Mike and I both are huge fans of a candy place in Bayonne. What is the name of the shop, Mike? Yeah. Let me, let me do the research. I'm, I'm, I'm Al, Al, Al Richards is the name. Al, Al Richards. Richards that's and it, Pat's yeah. a fan. Of course, yeah, Pat's okay. a fan too. Pat loves it too. Al Richards that our friend, uh, Justin works at, uh, the great musician who has some, some new music coming out, which I'll be excited to play for you very soon on the best show. Uh, Former, former, uh, leader of the, uh, Black Hollies and Sunshine and the Rain. So what's going on? So you got, you got some leftover Easter candy. You're putting it back every night, a little yeah. bit at a time. Yeah. Just a couple, a couple handfuls, maybe jelly mm-hmm. beans. Walk past that bowl of candy. You still just. Scoop some, shove it in your mouth. That's what I do. Yeah. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> right? That's right. So to to what do I have the pleasure of this call? Um, I have some mascot suggestions. Mascot suggestions for the top 50 mascots of all time, as determined by the best show audience. So who who would you like to suggest? Well, I'd seen some people mentioning Chester Cheetah um, on Twitter, but I didn't think anyone had said it. And I think he's a pretty good contender. He's arrogant. That's true. He kind of seems like a pickup artist. He has that kind of vibe. But I think he has a good product, personally. Yeah. I like Cheetos. I like all the variations of Cheetos. He's like a Cheeto sleaze, though. He makes Cheetos seem sleazy. Cheetos are a family fun food. <laughs> Suddenly he's making Cheetos seem like the, like you're, like you're buying them in an adult bookstore. I bet you people would definitely buy them at an adult bookstore. Yuck. It's a great snack. Gross. Cheeto <laughs> dust all over these preverts hands. That is gross. Yeah. They're really what we want. No, no, Probably not. So no, but but it's uh, it's fine. 
You want to eat Cheetos in an adult bookstore? You go, you go live your best life. That's what I say. So Chester Cheetah, I'm not a big fan of him personally. Okay. He seems, seems, I just, the, the tood, look, I'm all for tood. I'm all for tood. I like, I like the tood that, uh, I don't like the tood that the Jack in the Box guy throws out. You ever see those commercials? Yeah, it's kind of scary. It's like American Psycho come across with hamburgers. (laughs) Not a fan. Not a fan of that energy. But I like the occasional tood from a, from a, uh, from a product. But Chester Cheetah, it's like, hey dude, we've all had Cheetos. They're not that good. They're good. They're not that good. Who else do you have? Right. Anyone else? Okay. Well, um, my second one was maybe Slimer from Ghostbusters because he was their mascot, but he was also the mascot for uh, High C Ecto Cooler, which um, was really popular in the 90s, and I think a lot of people kind of miss it. And um, mm-hmm. I think he's overall a pretty good, pretty good uh, character. No, you're not going to like this. Oh, no. Slimer, Slimer, Slimer is the ghost version of Chester Cheetah. Oh, not that no. He's barfing his slime all over the place. <laughs> and I really want to I really want to drink his innards. It tasted really good. Did you try it? Ecto uh, high C ecto cool? No, I I I'm 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 it was too old for that. Oh man. No one else? You have is that the end of your list? Oh no, I have one more. Um, this oh, fingers is, crossed. I'm, I got my, I got my fingers okay. and toes crossed on this one. All right. Uh, the last one is um, from a restaurant chain. I think they were. Mo- it was mostly in Michigan, but it may have been in other places. It was called Big Boy, um, and their mascot was just a big boy, and he was wearing plaid, uh, red, well, red checkered uh, overalls, and just holding a big bur- burger on a plate. It was really. Do you big. mean like the Bob's Big Boy? Yeah, yeah, but in Michigan, it was just Big Boy. Okay. The one that uh, Dr. Evil was flying around in, in Austin Powers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. You're not going to like this. Oh, you're going to be so mad at me. You're going to be so mad at me. You're 0 for 3 tonight. That's okay. I'm glad I was able to share. That's I feel I feel good about that. I, 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 as well, you should because I'm going to say this: while you didn't make it on the on the list, what you did do a great call. That's what you oh, did do. Okay. You brought a great that's call to the show. If we were doing a, a list of great calls, you'd be on that list. Well, that makes me feel happy. Thank you. Well, I'm glad. Well, you have a grand evening. Okay, you too. Bye. All right, bye. Anyone else? Any other calls? One more.
One more. Does nobody new is called since? I'm sorry, Tom. I'm being honest. Oh, oh, what are we doing? 201-332-3484. This is just the sickest, saddest joke. Well, now we got another call. Well, there we go. Here's the here's the one I was talking. All right. Well, thank you. Besho, hi. Hi, Tom. How's it going? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is Allie from Somerville, Massachusetts. Your name again? I'm sorry. Allie. Allie. Is it with a Y like Ally? No, it's I E A L L I E. Okay. Have we met ever? Have we met? Uh, I mean, we have. I met you at the New York show a, a handful of years back, and I called. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate um, you calling. Well, what's going on tonight in Massachusetts? Um, Not too much. I was watching. Actually, I was watching that John Sarno documentary earlier. Yes, the one that Michael Galinsky uh, made. Yeah, but then somehow I started watching The Decline of Western Civilization Part 3. <laughs> well, that's good. You go from uh, you go from a, a, a sore back to uh, a sore neck because you're rocking out. Rocking so hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, you got a bad back? I don't have a bad back. You're just watching it for intellectual uh, curiosity? Yes. Well, that's good. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good popcorn flick. Yeah, yeah. She gets them. So tell me this, Allie. Yes, I will. What? Well, you got something for the topic? I do. I do. Um, so I've been thinking that the pink panther would be a good one because- well this is this is a conundrum this is what i want to this is this is something about the pink panther and let me just ask you as an aside dudio has anything i said as of yet something that somebody on besho bingo could check off oh quite a few oh no yeah, am you- i that much of a simpleton you did you mentioned it never ends you did an impression you mentioned bayonne uh, you said, to whom am I speaking? Okay. So quite a few, quite all a few right. blocks so far. All right. All right. I hope no, I hope, I hope no maniac got me on the, it's, it's like clean. And there's some lunatic right now, uh, sharpening a, a, a knife and, a, and, a, and a, a, a dog cage. And they're saying, I only got one more to go. So, um, Allie. Yes. So Pink Panther, I said. And yes. You- and I say, I say about Pink Panther this. Did you ever see any of these Pink Panther movies? I saw the one that came out in the early 2000s. With Steve Martin? Yeah. Well, I'll say this. The Pink Panther movies... Uh, with with Peter Sellers have something in common with the Pink Panther movies with Steve Martin, as well as a Pink Panther movie starring uh, uh, starring uh, I, 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 who, I, who who would be a, who would be a, a candidate to be Pink Panther? 
Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson plays Pink Panther. I don't care. They would all have one thing in common. They, they all, they're all not very good. Mm. Well, but, but this, no, this, 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 this is what I'm going to say. The mascot, you know, these Pink Panther movies would be better if they were about the Pink Panther. If they were just like a cartoon of a, of the Pink Panther running around. Mm-hmm. But you go into some, it's this detective thing. You gotta watch this, 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 uh, this, uh, adult, uh, falling all over the place. And he only does that every 15 minutes. The rest of it, you're waiting, you're waiting for it to start. So slow moving movies. I watched one and it was literally playing backwards. That's how slow it was playing. It literally started going backwards. Oh my goodness. Imagine that you go to the movies. And the movie is so slow that it literally starts to project backwards. That'd be something. It was. It was something, and my whole family was outraged. <laughs> I we- bought everybody there for the new Pink Panther movie, and boy, did I have egg on my face. So, <laughs> I, 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 I'll say this: I'll put the Pink Panther on the list with the understanding that the mascot the pink panther from the opening credit sequence mm-hmm. is better than what the movie has to offer. It's the opposite. See, I'm thinking a whole different thing than you are. What are you thinking? Which, which is the pink panther kind of, and he's kind of known for being a mascot for like insulation now. Mm hmm. So he kind of, like, nobody who was born after the year 2000 probably knows that the Pink Panther was a cartoon, but boy, do they know the insulation. Okay, now that I've. No, no, I, I follow you. I get that. This is what I'll, this is, this is, right now, you know who knows the Pink Panther more than anybody in 2021? Are people rolling their shopping cart out of a Costco, passing by, the the insulation display they have on the way out. What? That's a thing. <laughs> if you go to home, if you go to a Costco, a lot of times they have on the way out. They'll have like stuff that nobody's going to buy rolling around the store, but they just get you with these things. You think about, oh, that's a more expensive item that maybe I would get down the road, but mm-hmm. they don't want to tie up actual floor space with it. They so just- they have like. Yep. Insulation. They have uh, uh, giant safes, like 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 huge safes. Whoa! And that's they see the pink panther like oh it's the it's the insulation cat from Costco. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's sneaky. He got in. He got in at the insulation game, and now uh, you know for year as long as there's insulation, people are going to know that pink panther. As long as there's insulation, people are going to know the Pink Panther. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. What if the next movie, the Pink Panther movie, was about a cat, a giant pink panther that sold insulation? I'd see it. You know what? I would, too. <laughs> pink Panther, number 35. Heck, yeah. <laughs> um, in a similar vein... Um, I was thinking about 
the Flintstones because, you know, there hasn't been a Flintstones movie since whenever that Flintstones movie came out. I don't think the Flintstones are a cartoon anymore, but everybody knows Flintstones vitamins. That's true. They're now reduced. But then that comes down to is Paul is Paul Newman a mascot now? Oh, right. <laughs> like, is Paul Newman just like For real. just a mascot? I'm still thinking. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a it's a dangerous game you're playing. That's so true. No, it's not that. It's not even remotely dangerous. No. Um, I have one other one. Let's hear it. Uh, how about the Utz potato chips, gal? A lot of people pushing for the Utz potato chip. The young the young uh, lady who is eating a potato chip on the packaging. Too much of a basic B. <laughs> no, you know what? Utz potato chips, 42. Yeah. Look at that. Allie, you're cleaning up. You put two on the board tonight. I'll take you, it. You put two go. on the board. What's that? The night just got better. The night just got better. Massachusetts, you don't know what you had coming. Allie's cleaning up on the best show mascot list. And who knows what is going to happen next. <laughs> who knows? All right. All right, my friend. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Yes. Something else? Me? No. Oh, okay. All right. You have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. That was nice. Hey, nice a, call. Uh, I have a bingo update uh, if you'd like to hear Tom. Oh, uh, please. Um, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, we did actually knock off a square. Uh, Mike sucks up. So if you have Mike sucks up on your bingo card, uh, you can go ahead and mark that one off. How did that happen? Mike sucks. How did that happen? You were talking, you were uh, talking about how you actually enjoy dinosaur junior. Now that's not sucking up to Tom. Oh. What do you, you can rule, Tom. Does this count as Jason sucking up? <laughs> yes, it, it does. Could. It could. I'm going to allow. I'm going to allow the mic sucks up, but I also it can be Mike and or Jason suck yes. up. If you have the Jason sucks up square, mark it off. Is there one that says Jason sucks up? Oh yeah. Do you want me to tell you what the blocks are? I don't. Okay. I want to know some of them. Okay. If I know too many of them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna vomit. Am I eligible to play? You are, yeah. Sure. How do you get I, get it again? You just go, it, we, we tweeted it out, but if you go to tinyurl.com slash best show bingo. I'll okay. put it in the chat. Yeah. Okay. Tom, thanks. are you okay with calling Mike if he wins? Sure, I'll give him a, I'll give him a ring. Okay. Get the, my, Mike playing this game, it's like the Pete Rose. It's like Pete Rose. <laughs> Betting on baseball. <laughs> Betting on games <laughs> that he managed. It's like he could control the outcome a little bit. Michael, look at his bingo card and be like, hey, what do you think? You want to say get off my phone? <laughs> Stupid, I'm not at the bar. I could get some action going with it. Yeah. Make it interesting. So yeah. Bet on anything. All right. We got any other calls? Two calls. What line numbers? We got four and two. Four is the oldest. Who's the newest? Uh, give me the give me four, please. 
You're live with Tom. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. How's it going? Good. To whom am I speaking? This is David in Los Angeles. Welcome, David. Hi. What, what, to what do I have the pleasure of this call? Uh, I have one for the topic. What do you got? Uh, so I'm not sure if this counts or if anyone said this already, but uh, the boss tone from Mighty Mighty Boss Tone. Their logo. Let, let me see this again. No, no. Well, he, he's he's the talking about does. the guy that dances. Oh, you're talking about the actual human. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it counts. No, that's a human. <laughs> okay. Um, also, is there are there any rulings uh, with regard to callers manipulating bingo in their favor? Do whatever you want. Uh, can I try one for an older topic? What do you want to do? Can I? Uh, I have one for an old topic. This is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to allow it because it sounds like it sounds like it's going to help you too much with your card. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm like that guy who uh, you know like hacks computers and then the bank hires him. I'm just looking out for you guys. Can't do it. Sorry, right. my friend. <laughs> no problem. Have a good night, Tom. Thank you. You have a great night. Any other calls? We got three calls. Okay. Two, four, f- uh, a two, four, and five. Yeah. yeah. Oops. Two and two and five. I'll take five. Best show. Hi. Hi. Um, I've got something for the the mascot topic. If that's okay. Yeah, it is. It is. What do you got? Well, my mine's a weird one, and it's actually probably a, probably not very well known out there. Um. In, in 2010, uh, rat drummer Robert Bobby Blotzer was hired to be the Newbridge Ratman mascot, Ratface. Really? Yes, yes. Which actually makes sense because the Blotz was, in every sense of the word, uh, a rat man. Yes, he was the guy holding down the beat for rat. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, his, his tenure d- did not last long, though, because um, sadly, uh, team captain Gus Brennan hated Bobby because Bobby wouldn't wear the head part of the rat costume because he said it ruined his perm. He had a perm still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he still does. Okay. Shorter now, but but he still has it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. A short perm. Yes, which is, I think, the best perm. Yeah, no, I think that I think that that sounds like uh, it sounds very appealing because they. Uh, it seems like there's such a there's no room there's no margin for error. With it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Full, well, you know, full agreement. You know what? Let's put it on the list. Uh, Thank you. New Bri- Bobby Blotzer as Newbridge Ratman number forty. Please. Perfect. Yeah. Well, you did it. You got, um, well, I didn't catch your name. What is your, who is this? Tom, this is Bill Chippert Jr. calling from the Newbridge Republican Herald Times Democrat. Bill Chippert Jr. Really? That's right. That's right. Yes. Wow. The Bill Chippert Jr. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, this is, uh, it's a, it's a bit of a get. I got to say also, I'm a fan. It's a, well, first of all, for some context for people who don't live in, uh, don't live around Newbridge, you, your dad, Bill Chippard Sr., actually called this show, the best show, 17 or so years ago, promoting uh, this lid blower he had for uh, something called Toilet Rock. Yeah, yeah. And... I mean, I know that I don't think it, that, that story went particularly well, uh, for your dad. I think he was successfully, if correct me if I'm wrong, he was successfully sued for like everything he had by the band Pant Pudding. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. It was, uh, it was devastating to him and the family. Thankfully, he was able to, you know, kind of scrape his way back and we, we weren't like in, in, in penury, but, but it, it was bad for, for a long stretch. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. that was the family's dark, dark eras for sure. Yeah. Well, your dad was a, a good, uh, journalist. I guess he had a, a, that was maybe a shortcoming, that whole toilet yeah. rock thing. But, um, I gotta say, I am a fan of your column. You have a column called Street Prowler in the Herald Times Democrat and, I always look forward to your column. Um, your article on, you did an expose on Judge, uh, Davies, which was just breathtaking. And you went into, into some, some shocking depth with the, uh, the device. You actually located it. I was the first person to actually see the device, um, other than, of course, the, uh, uh, Judge Davies. And, uh, yeah, some say I, I went too heavy on the, uh, you know, the nuts and bolts, <laughs> for, uh, you know, of, of the device. But I, I felt like that was something that the public needed to know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was exacting detail with it. Um, I enjoyed the detail. Oh, well. Many people were curious about what exactly made the whooshing sound that, that of course, preceded the thud. Yeah. And what was it? I don't think I can actually say it on on the air. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. No, I appreciate you showing some uh, restraint with that. You also did an amazing article on the Newbridge Peeper, uh, and I was so shocked it turned out the peeper was not one person. It was a hockey team. It was. Yes. Um, and you know, I thought that I thought if nothing else, my story would get them at, at the very least suspended from play. But for some reason that didn't happen. And, and I, I find that to be a, a huge failing of justice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, uh, they, they're, they're great stories and you're really, uh, you're, you're a great journalist with a real knack for this. Well, thank you. That, that is very flattering, son. Um, well, actually, I'm probably, uh, around the same age as you. I, I, you don't need to call me son. Actually, I, I think I'm younger than you, but I, I feel I have a, um, you know, a gravitas you have yet to inhabit. So I, I do feel that son is warranted in this case. Okay. Well, uh, we might disagree on that, but 
Fair enough. That's fair. That, yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know, you um, you mentioned my dear dad, Bill Chippard Sr. Oh, what a what a father, what a reporter, what a man. You know, there were there were times it was very hard to separate the three, and um, he he certainly took the myth of the hard boiled, hard drinking newspaper reporter to to its extreme, and um, you know, sadly he died 10 years ago of flagrant dehydration due to only drinking brown liquor and zero water for 20 years, which was, uh, that was really hard for all of us. Uh, to say nothing of, of his terrible diet, which consisted of one giant ham and Swiss on rye and five cigars a day. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's interesting. He, re- he really thought there were vitamins in the smoke from the, the higher quality cigars. So He thought that that, he thought that, like the more expensive ones had health properties. He he thought that was where where vitamin C was from. Why? Because it stands for cigar. Yeah, because the first letter of cigar is C. He was very sure. smart, but he was very very naive about a lot of other things, Tom. Mm-hmm. No, I, it sounds like it. That's that's pretty. It's uh, that's it's very unique. I mean, sure, he, he was barely there for me as a father due to his marathon stretches working on big lid blowers. But, you know, I do, I savor those late nights when I, I couldn't sleep and I'd, I'd wander down to the living room where he'd be sprawled out on the couch and I, I'd sit in rapt attention as he'd regale me with tales of fist fights with Gus Brennan, um, run-ins with the Colonel Eno crime family and, Various and sordid affairs with several female and male members of the Larson clan. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, like a lot of, a lot of action, huh? A lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was like the Jimmy Breslin of, of Newbridge. He was not afraid to scrap. He was not afraid to, uh, uh, in his words, um, oh, I don't know, uh, get down in the sheets, you know, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great stories. So, uh, uh, but you know, Thompson, I, I, I'm calling you because I I really need your help. Uh, okay, what what do you need help with? Well, I can't think of many other Newbridge SPs who are more in touch with the local kids than you. Okay, well, that's very flattering. It, well, you know, it's the truth. When it comes to having their ear to the ground regarding what's going on in the streets of New Ridge, you, Tom, are a certified badass. Oh, why? Why? Thank you. It's it's, it's true. You know, you've done you've done you've done so much for the kids of New Bridge with your your long stretch of altruism. You know, your your little podcaster summer camp, uh, your Pizza Pals charity. The course you teach on ELP's Tarkus at the Newbridge School of Progressive Rock Studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, vintage pinball machines you donated to the Newbridge School for Ne'er-Do-Well Teens. And, and of course, your, your midnight power pop dance jamborees. It, it, it's very impressive what you've done. Thank you. Thank you. I, well, I appreciate it. Of, of course. I'm not saying anything that's, you know, that... Your listeners don't know. You've got such a great relationship with the kids. And uh, Tom, in, in the course of working on what started off as, as a, a pretty soft puff piece on what Newbridge High School kids are doing to op- 
occupy themselves during this pandemic, I became aware of several very alarming things that the kids of Newbridge are are up to, and I I need you to help spread the word to adults about what's going on, but I also need you to use your influence to stop the kids from doing these terrible things. Like, what, what kind of terrible things are these kids doing? Okay, well, before I, I tell you, I, I, I first, I have to ask you to prepare yourself for, for what you're about to hear, because what you're going to hear is very graphic and, and flagrantly disturbing. Uh, okay, I'm I'm prepared. All right. Well, the things my teenage sources told me are are not for the faint of of heart, um, liver, kidneys, or whatever organ one cares to name. So um, here we go. All right. We'll start off with the the least offensive one. Um, the kids told me what they what they like to do is is uh, it's called pulling a joey. Okay. What what is pulling a joey? That's when teens will drink a liter of, of hot Dr. Pepper, and then they'll go in, into a Target store and put on as many articles of clothing as possible. So they're just like a walking, you know, remember like little Ralphie and uh, Ralphie's brother. I can't remember what Ralphie's brother's name is in A Christmas Story, when he puts on his, his snowsuit and he can't even get his arms down, remember? Mm-hmm, Yeah. It's just like that, just like that, like super just maxed out in terms of clothing on, on their body. And then the kids walk out of the store wearing basically dozens of, of stolen clothes, which is a crime in itself. But, you know, the added, you know, the, the, the body heat that this thing is generating, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's super dangerous because they only do it in the summer. And okay. apparently the, the, this idea originated uh, on an episode of, of, of a show called Friends when Joey put on all of uh, a character named Chandler's clothes at the same time. So mm-hmm. that, I guess that's the backstory of this thing. Okay. Well, that's, that's wild. Yeah, it's a bad one, right? Uh, I, I didn't, uh, I'll tell you about the Mayo Decathlon now. The what? The Mayo Decathlon. The Mayo Decathlon. Okay, what is that? Okay, well, are you ready? Um, yeah, I am. All right, so basically kids will smear themselves in mayonnaise, and, and then they'll participate in, in a variety of sports for, for hours in the hot sun, like softball, volleyball, badminton, basketball, track and field, all, all sorts of, of games. And mm-hmm. the goal is to win a game before the mayonnaise either goes rancid or gets baked into their skin. Ooh. That's awful. Yeah, that's That's bad. bad. It's it's truly disgusting, and and from what I hear, several kids are still in the hospital from it, and it's only April. Okay. That's that's rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, and and, uh, here's here's an even rougher one. This one's called Doing the Dawn. Doing the dawn. What is that? Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of these kids have taken to seeing how much they can make themselves look like former President Donald Trump. Okay. I mean, are they well, like are they like uh, young Republican worshippers of him or something? 
No, that's the thing. It has nothing to do with politics. They don't necessarily agree with the politics or think he's cool. It's just a big joke to them because he's visually so upsetting. Um, but basically, these kids are spending thousands of their parents' dollars or, or stealing ill-fitting blue suits with these really long red ties. And they're even dyeing and altering their hair to look like Trump's. And some are even getting full orange tattoos with that white raccoon kind of style eye rings that, that Trump has. You know what I mean? Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know I know what you're talking about. Well, that's, that's, that's very troubling. That's permanent. And it's permanent, too. So, Oh, my God. They think it's funny now, but what happens when these kids apply for college or jobs? They're going to be mm. living in the gutter by by age twenty six, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I guess I, I guess so. But that's that's rough. Yeah, that's, it's that's rough scary on? stuff. Yeah. What what's that? Dancing with the Stars. What is that? This is when kids launch themselves into the sky. Via these industrial cranes that they steal from Home Depot, you, you've seen these things, right? Um, yes, I know what you mean. Like like industrial equipment that Home Depot rents. Yeah, yeah. So when when the kids are flying through the air, they pretend to do these these crazy dance moves, and and they and they film them for TikTok. And this game is incredibly dangerous, Tom. And from what they tell me, numerous kids have crashed into the sides of buildings, you know, fallen into swimming pools and and nearly drowned. And it's just a nightmare. But these kids, they're addicted to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, these these are all this is this is very alarming. Tom, I didn't even tell you about the worst one. What, What is the worst one? They call it Mick Kaboom. Mick Kaboom. Okay, what yes. is that? Basically, kids will buy a dozen cheeseburgers from McDonald's. They'll put a lit M80 firecracker into one of the burgers. Then they'll put all the burgers in a bag, mix up the bag. A kid, each kid will reach into the bag, grab a burger, and start eating. And one of those kids is guaranteed to eat a lit M80. If that doesn't make you weep for the future of our fair city, I don't know what will. Well, that is, that is very upsetting. Um, I mean, can I just ask you, have you actually seen the kids do these things? Well, Define C. I mean, define C is like, have you seen, uh, have your eyes witnessed this? Technically, no, but I I have full, full faith in in my sources. These are, these are good, but troubled kids. And, and yeah, there's, there's no way these kids, these kids are lying. I, I, I believe them and, and it's, it's, uh, this is the real deal, Tom, and I, 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 I think you should be as alarmed as I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, so you've got sources on this. If you, if you are not a, you're not literally an eyewitness, but you have sources. Yes, and, and I, I trust these sources with my. Okay. Wife. Would you, I mean, is this something you'd be willing to share, or are you just the like who these the names of these kids? 
that actually are doing these what? incredible things? You want me to name sources? Well, I mean, you're making these, you're telling these, these really terrifying stories. Uh, uh, newsflash, a reporter never reveals his sources. And I'll tell you one thing, I will go to jail before I give up a source. You know, you've got a lot of nerve asking. Um, wait. Oh, wait. What? What's wrong? Um, well, you know, I, uh, oh boy, I, I only referred to these kids by their first initial when we communicated via that, that app shadow talk. Okay. Um, but now that I'm actually looking at the kids full names in, in, in my notebook, when I, I first took the names down, um, well, uh, all right, check this out. The, the main source, um, his name is, uh, it's, it's Joe, and the last name is spelled B-L-O-U-G-H, uh, which is, he pronounced it Blow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe okay. Blow. Well, th- well, Bill, that's a, it's clearly a, I mean, that's a fake name that's out of, like, an SCTV, uh, out of, like, Mel's Rock Pile from SCTV. What? What's SCTV? I don't know what that is. Well, it's a funny, it was a funny show from the 80s. Oh, it's TV. Um, see, when, when we were kids, Bill Sr. made us sign this oath saying that we would not watch TV until we were 50, and, and then it could only be church or carpentry programs. Which, which was very odd because Bill Sr. was practically glued to late night Cinemax in his den most nights. And funny, I, I even found an unfinished Lady Chatterley's Lover script that Bill Sr. wrote in his desk when I cleaned it out after he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's interesting. The, ma- the male lead character in his script was named Chip Dilbert. And, uh, he, he smoked an oversized cigar while he, um, I, I can't, it, while he, um, Will be pleasured, Lady C. Ugh. I, I, um, well, let me ask you this, uh, Bill. Well, uh, um, Joe Blow is one name you got. What were some of the other, uh, names that you've been getting from these kids you've, you've been talking to? Uh, off the record, right? Yes, yes. Well, uh, there was a young man named, uh, Hal was his first name. Uh, last name was, uh, Jalika Kick. Mm-hmm. One boy's name is, uh, Jack Torse, P-O-R-S. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a very street tough gal named Talette Pettitucci, uh, and her boyfriend Dirk Funk. Um, a kid named Whitfield Crane. And a, a very tiny, very awful person named um, Timmy Von Trimble. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm a little shocked right now, uh, Bill. Uh, and, and actually a little impressed because these names that these kids are using are taken from, like, some of the biggest, like, prank phone calls from the 90s. Like, famous, like... What? Taped prank phone calls, like, how'd you like a kick? That's too bar. What's that? That was a prank thing from, it came out in the 90s, or circulated in the 90s. It came out 
was recorded years earlier. Um, Jack Tours, you said that's a, that's a jerky boys one. Uh, and then Dirk Funk and Towlet Petitucci. That's Longmont, uh, Potion Castle. And, uh, yeah. And Greg Turkington used Whitfield Crane with his pranks. But actually, Timmy Von Trimble's a real person. He's called the show before he's actually a complete creep. Oh, so but he's real. Yeah, the Von Trimble kid was the most disturbing of all of them. He he said some very inflammatory and some very inflammatory things about a variety of different people. And he was always asking me to put him in my pocket and take him to Donnie's house of erotic words and images. Gucci, that's Longmont. Um, 1426. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I got to say, it looks like you've been pranked by these kids, Bill Jr., Oh boy! You know, um, uh, you know, as as Ronald Reagan said about Iran Contra, my heart tells me this is bullshit, but the facts tell me that it might not be bullshit. Okay. This article is hitting the streets tomorrow morning, and and most likely it's going to make me the laughing stock among my peers, but. Uh, you know, maybe this is my wake-up call to see Bill Sr.'s TV programs dream become a reality. You're involved in TV, right? Is that right? Sure, I've worked in TV before, yeah. Oh, this is great, because I have a three-ring binder full of his TV show ideas, and I'm just skimming through this right now, and the ideas are really good. I'm sure you could help me with these, uh, let's see, uh, MASH, but dirty... Laverne and Shirley in space, uh, punk rock A team, um, the Golden Men, which I guess was a male version of the Golden Girls, um, Principal Victoria Principal, she's a t- uh, she's at a high school or something. Beretta meets Alf. Um, it's pretty great stuff, right? I gotta say, those are all pretty bad ideas. All right, what about this one? I, I, think, I think this is the best one of, of all. It, it, it's, it's a show about a teenage guitarist who lives in the year 2035. And, Tom, you're never going to guess what twist my dad came up with. You're oh, never going to guess. Never? Okay, well, let me, let me guess. Um, he's a guitarist. Rock music has been banned by the government, and he's using his guitar to play rock and roll that would like lead the oppressed people to freedom. Is that, how close am I? Wait, have you seen this binder? No, I've not, I've not seen the binder. Well, how do you know that? Because it's a really basic idea. You know what? You think you're a big man because you drive a bright yellow Mini Cooper with the lyrics to Yellow Submarine written on it and a horn that plays the first seven notes of Mr. Moonlight when you honk it? Well, you know what? I'm rescinding your badass certification. I am decertifying you as a badass. Oh, so now I'm a decertified badass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. What am I going to do? 
Well, here's what you're not going to do. You're not going to get a speedboat loan without that. It's uh-huh. just not going to happen, you putz. Oh. Chippered out. Chippered out. Okay. You really hanging up? I oh, hung up. He was not lying. Well, that's, uh, that's an odd exchange. We got any more calls? Sure do. Uh, Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi. Who's this? Uh, this is Brendan and Ithaca. Brandon in Ithaca. What's up, Brendan? Uh, not too much. Just listening to the show, playing bingo. Um, how close are you? What do you have on your card? Um, let's see. I missed the first, uh, maybe 20 minutes of the show, so I don't know if I missed you impersonating. If you impersonated Mike and Dudio, then I think I might have it. I don't think I did uh, Dudio. Um, yeah, and then you another, Mike, I another place I've got, I've got three, uh, three strikes so far. Okay. Now you're getting closer. Getting you, close. you know what they, you know what they say, my friend. Close, but no cigar, huh? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what they Horseshoes say. Hand grenades. Horseshoes and hand grenades. That's the only thing that it's okay to be close in. Yeah. Horseshoes and hand grenades. So what do you got for me, my friend? Uh, I had a few. Uh, I thought I'd try and get a few in for the topic. Okay, you got a few uh, mascots. Who do you got? A few mascots. The um, the sausage racers. I think they're they uh, do them at like Brewers games. Yeah, no, you're right. I'll do that. The ones that run the sausages that they sprint around the uh, the edge of the uh, the the field. Yep. Between innings. Yeah, I always thought those were kind of funny. Thirty-seven for the for the sausage racers, please. Anyone else? Great. Yeah. Um, uh, when I w- I went to uh, college at a small uh, school upstate mm. New York called Fredonia. Brag much? Pardon? Brag much? <laughs> well, it's you know it's uh it's a small state school. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing too fancy. What, what you go to school for? Uh, I went to school for sound recording. Okay. And how, how'd that work out for you? You still doing yeah, it? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I worked in the studio for a year or two, um, when I got out of school, but I pretty soon I figured out, uh, wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna make a living that way. So, uh, but I'm glad I did it. I made, I made friends and, you know, learned about stuff and, um, it all worked out. Look, you get these experiences, you do them, they happen. Maybe you don't live your whole life doing that, but look at you. You're doing your thing. You're doing it. You figure it out. You happier now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been good. Um, like the man said, life's been good to me so far. Remember that song? Boom. Bink, boom, boop, 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 boop. Do you know who that is? Boop. I don't know. Oh, come on. 
Okay, uh, it's, it's, is it Joe Walsh? Is it? It is Joe Walsh. Okay. Him. My Maserati goes 185, right? Yeah. But I'll say this about Joe Walsh. Sure, he'd made some comedy rock records. He's a little bit in a comedy rock vein, not unlike, uh, other comedy rockers like The Offspring. That's comedy rock, right? I mean, yeah, I guess it makes you laugh. I did, yeah. He wants a tattoo he, to get some ink done. He wanted 13, but he got a 31. Isn't that what it is? Uh, yeah, and, I think so. And everybody says pretty fly for a white guy. That's cool. I could get into that. Maybe I got to start writing some comedy rock. What yeah, do you think we should do. Well, what's a good? What's a good? Would be a good. Oh, eh. laptops don't cost much money. That's all right. I'll go get a new one. I'm looking at this Besho Bingo thing. Tom impersonates Pat. When have I ever impersonated yep. Pat? Looking at that a minute ago, it's never happened. It has it's, happened. It's no, it never happened. happened. No, I wouldn't happened. even know how to do a Pat impersonation. What would it sound like if you did one? No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> not gonna trick me into it that way. Yeah, I was looking at that too, and I think it just went on there because Jason put Tom impersonates studio, Tom impersonates Mike. So I think it was just huh. like even it out. But I, I, it's never happened. You know what? You're you're probably right. You're probably right. I did that because I wanted to be nice about because I put Dudio sucks up, Mike sucks up, Pat sucks up, and those three are fair. No, those are fair. You tell me one time Dudio has sucked up to me. It's never happened, and it never will. I've never, guys, never, never given me a single compliment in the history of the show. <laughs> Of course, he's a nice guy. He throws a compliment every once in a while. Yeah, I compliment. How do you like these New York Knicks? Ah, huh? y'all. New York Knicks. Heave ho. Seven in a row. Take that. Yeah, punks. Oh, the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, we got every player on earth. We got every player on earth. Well, God bless you. You got every player on earth. You, you, you got pl- every player you got is, is made of uh, aluminum foil. They're all getting broken. They're all like, uh, they're all like, uh, they're all like glass. They're all made of glass. Not the Knicks. Those are Hummel figurines. They're made of whatever. They're made of pewter. Right? All right. What do you got for me, buddy? So the, um, the- so if I'm going to do comedy rock, if I'm going to write some comedy rock, what would be a good comedy rock? What, like, what's in a, give me, give me like a topic that I could write a song about. Let me see if I could do one right now. Mm. Like, what's something in the uh, news right now? I don't know. So much of the news is like not, it's hard to laugh at. I, I mean, I guess, I guess Mike Lindell's always, uh, 
Mm-hmm. You know, good, good to laugh at. Yeah. What if it's like, what was that song? My Humps? Remember that song? <laughs> the Black Eyed Peas song? Yeah. What if it's like a song where it's like done, sung by Mike Lindell? It's like, my pillow, my pillow, my lovely pillow. That sucks. Forget that. Maybe it's hard. Maybe Offspring and Weird Al, it's harder than it looks. I, th- I think it's, uh, you know, it takes more than, I think they, they spend a little more time on it. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You got to keep them separated. You know what I keep? It's a, Tom sings a parody song. That's not on the list. It is. It is? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why do I even do this show anymore if I'm this predictable? You just actually, I just, I'm one away now after that. Tell me which one you need. I, you, you, it's, I'm not going to say it outright, but just you can talk a little bit about where duty is from. No, I'll never do it. I'll never do it now. I'll never do it. You want it too bad. That's all right. Yeah. I'm also one away. What are you going to do with it? (laughs) It'll go something like this. If I talk to you, Pat, I'll go, hey, Pat, what's up? And then you'll go, ah, see, I didn't do it, though. People thought I was going to do an impersonation of Pat. There is no impersonation of Pat. It should say Tom compliments Pat. Because that's something I like to do is compliment Pat. I tell you, the the cast of the show, it's like the movie Seven. The sins they all commit. Greed. Avarice. When it comes to booking guests, sloth. Think about this. What's your name again, caller? Uh, Brendan. Brendan. I got duty. He's telling me how you get. I'm working on a guest for 2022. Imagine that. First quarter, Tom. First quarter of 2022. Meanwhile, are either of my guests on, Pat? Not yet. You well, do have, have uh, you have. you have the one on Zoom. All right. Well, I'm gonna, uh, Brenda. What do you got for me, mascot wise? Um, the one other. So the the local high school where I went to uh, college, their mascot was the hillbilly, the Fredonia hillbilly. And um, you could look it up, or I can I can uh, put it on Twitter. They're, hold they're, hold, they're hold like on, wait, hold on a sec, hold on. Hey, Jason. Yeah. Dude, can you just do me a favor and look up the hotline number that you sent me earlier? Yeah, sure. Yep. And make sure you wrote the right number down. Will do. Thanks. I think you wrote the wrong number down. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I think we got this right. We got a, a legend, and I think he got the wrong number. I put no hillbilly on the list. What else you got? Uh, well, there's one other that I won't take credit for. Someone on uh, Twitter was talking about um, the time to make the donuts guy from Dunkin' Donuts. That guy's a loser. I'm not putting him on. <laughs> time to make the donuts. Yeah, you run a donut shop. Of course it's time to make the donuts. What, do you think you could get by without making donuts? Get up and make them. 
I don't think that's the hotline. I tell you. Still looking forward to make sure it's the right number. Pat, do you have it too in front of you? Texting you right now. You're texting him. Okay. Do we need to get him the right number? I just want to see which one is correct. Give me one second. Thank you. Donut guy, don't make the list. No hillbilly mascot, don't make the list. Yeah, we gave the wrong number. We gave the wrong number. Yeah, it's off by one number. Oh, the, oh, oh only one? Oh, that's yeah. a... If he figured out the sequence, he would he would have gotten it. But yeah, okay. Well, he's not. He, he, he this is this is not a national treasure. He didn't. Uh, the number's in the resolute to, desk. He's not here to solve the mystery of it. What is the? Can you? Can we just Pat, texted it to you. You texted me the proper yes. number. Yeah. I got Jay Maskus calling the wrong number. I'm getting emails. I tell you, it's not enough. They they're not even they're not even booking me guests. First quarter. I I am looking forward to that first quarter next year. It's a good one. Hold on. This guy's calling. He can't get Uh, through. Your your guests are all here. He's on. Yes. That's sick. Now I got to tap dance. Now I got to apologize to Jay Maska. Get ready for this apology. Brandon, you're going to love this. You're going to love hearing me lay this out on the list. Tom grovels because a guest got the wrong number. No, it's not. I haven't patched him through yet, so he hasn't. All right, good. Well, uh, Brandon, thanks for the call, my friend. All right, thanks, Tom. All right, go. Give me Kurt first, please. Well, hey. Yep. Verve recording artist, Kurt Vile. Yep, that's right. KV. What's up? Hey, uh, you know, I felt extra important because Jay called me on the phone. And I, while I had one ear was, you know, on Zoom listening to you, and the other one was Jay. It's like, oh, Jay, what? You, they gave you the wrong number. You're looking for the right number. And he's like, All right, they gave him the wrong number. This is a, it's <laughs> sick. I got to say this. I got to say this. This cast of the show, it's not enough that they're not getting me guests anymore. They're working to to they're working to ruin guests I went and booked. Hey, give them a give them a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring Jay on, please. Let's not waste any more of his time calling a wrong number all night. Here is Jay. Now this is exciting. I just want to say this. First of all, I'm going to have to apologize now to our to our esteemed guest. I go and I give a phone number that I get from the guys, from the producers, and it's the wrong number. And then they say to me, oh, it was only one off. Oh, only <laughs> one number, only one number off. Okay. Yeah, what is this? Only one now. So it's not bad. Yeah, right. Only one off. You should have just tried the other nine, see which, which one was eventually I would have picked up at some point. And Jay didn't know. Jay, Jay didn't know it was just one off. He just knows it was wrong. No, I tried. I tried a number one off, but I had the wrong number as one off. You were I tried a different one number. Well, let me say this. <laughs> First of all, it is an honor we have Jay Mascus on the show. Thank you, Jay, for coming on. Sure. It's <laughs> very exciting. I apologize for the for the mistake here with the phone number. It's a Trust me, this will, they, they will not go, uh, the, 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 the people responsible for this will be punished. That's all I'm looking for. 
<laughs> Jay, Jay is I like I like Jay style because you know he's got I, I I know I don't know for a fact but I just imagine he has his ways to like silently punish so his, his crew for things like that you know like yeah. oh yeah I've if somebody torturing people if yeah. somebody in the dinosaur junior uh, camp did that, what would be the ramifications? Just some heavy vibes to, you know, <laughs> freak them out. Okay, you spook them a little bit. Some heavy, yeah, so they, like, like they're not sure where they stand with you. <laughs> oh, that's, that's yeah. it. You're looking around, they won't know, you know. Yeah. Say look. that again. Something's coming. Yeah. Some good old affair, some good old fashioned passive aggressiveness. Exactly. Yeah. Or just oh. aggressive aggressiveness. Or aggressive aggressiveness. And now I'm looking on Twitter and the three, the three producers of the show, now they're passing the buck. I never saw, I never saw more. The, the, uh, the Bob Cousy didn't do as much passing as these guys are doing right now. Well, I want to say this, Jay. It's an honor to have you on the show. The new album, this new album, Sweep It Into Space. I'm going to say, I think this is the high water mark. I would put this right next to, was the first one that came back was Beyond, right? The one, mm-hmm. yeah. I think Beyond, I put it next to the, to the, to the, to you're living all over me and beyond. I put this right next to it. Top of the pyramid. Why, thanks. It's so good. Now, now when you're at this point in things and you go to go make a dinosaur junior record, it's like you do. It seems like every few years is, is the, seems to be the pattern now every three or four years. Right. Like how, what is, what is the, what is the overall process? Like what, when is it time? When do you know it's time? And what, what do you do to try to make them different? And what, what goes into the thinking of these records now? Uh, it's just, uh, you know, we've kind of toured everywhere we can tour. We feel like we've burnt out the audience on everything. And, uh, and, you know, we just, you know, make some time, decide this is time to make a new album. And I don't know how you make them different or just hopefully the songs you come up with are not bad or something. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like reflecting the period of time where, you know, you made them, it's like a photo album. It's just a snapshot of this time and what you came up with. And hopefully some good tunes came to you. Sure. But, but you can do things like go get a, uh, uh, a hot producer like Kurt Vile. Ah, give me a break, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. He's hot. Now, Kurt, you put you. Is this a? Did you produce this? You who's? What is the credit on the official Kurt, credit on it? I was I was asked to be involved. There was like a producer somewhat in the title, and I hung out and I, you know, I mean, I didn't. I get this. I got to watch it being done. It was awesome and inspiring. I got to. You know, I watched Jay shred a lot of solos. I saw those songs be made. I heard the demos. I was really excited. I didn't, you know, and then the pandemic hit. And then, uh, 
then, you know, we basically Jay had to – Jay finished it himself, but that that's kind of what he does all the time anyway. But it was awesome to be there. I definitely – uh I definitely, um, you know, got to block some of Jay's punishing vibes to the other members, things like that, you know, like, right, right, Jay? (laughs) Yeah, the other guys were happy to turn around. He's a little bit, you know, brings a lighter vibe than I tend to throw out. Sure. So you, you, Kurt, you're in there and you're, what are you saying? Give me more, uh, make it, make it heavier. What are you you saying? Like, tell me more, tell me more. Was he a heavy doper or was he just a loser? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, sorry. I'm, some Neil, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Neil Young. Uh-huh. Uh, tired eyes. Miss, oh, okay. Sorry. Jay heard it. Jay understood. I was just testing your, uh, so far knowledge. Well, look, it, okay, I'm Jay, sorry. Jay, I'm working on this podcast now with the people on the show where we've been going year by year through all the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young recording solo together. And it's one of the most torturous things I've ever been a part of (laughs) until you've heard mid eighties Graham Nash albums that are only, only available on YouTube at this point. You have, you truly haven't lived. I can't imagine. Oh, well, don't. I'm going to spare you. <laughs> They're not good. That's the big, that's the big spoiler. They're not so good. Um, so no special this, guests on them or anything. Well, no, they're all, you can usually count on, uh, Jackson Brown seems to be hanging around on a lot of them. Uh, uh, Ross Kunkel will. Oh, yeah. Lay by, lay down some tracks. Um, any Mick, any Mick Ronson, he seems to help those guys. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, is, has Mick Ronson been on any of the records? I don't think so. I think, uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, the, the, the fascinating thing with it is the Crosby Nash axis where these two guys are, they had their own thing and they were having like, top 10 albums as Crosby Nash and they are the sleepiest albums you've ever heard in your life. And they were buying houses with these records. Ah, the good old days, the good, yes, the good old days when, (laughs) but it's, it's really fascinating to go down this road. And now Kurt knows I'm trapped in this hellscape of listening to all this stuff. So, I can't even remember something from tonight's the night anymore. I'm too busy focusing on mirror ball B sides. It was pretty obscure. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's good. The, um, so five records in now, I have to say, I don't know. Has there been a group that has ended their original run and then gotten back together and then sustained the way you three have sustained it is a it is a a monumental accomplishment i feel and i can't think of anybody else who's done it in music broken up and then reformed and kept going and yeah i'm not sure why we're doing it but we still are 
I think you're doing it for the glamour. It's a glamour. Nah, you can't help it, man. You're killing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we realized we had some, you know, something good, some kind of energy when we all played together, and we just kept going and trying to figure it out how to get along. And, mm-hmm. and how how does that how is that working these days? Because the original run was white hot, three albums, and then a lot of guitars being swung at other people's heads, and yeah. a yeah. lot of songs written about other people in other groups. And but then fifth, there was like a good fifteen year breaker about when when before uh, you pulled it back together again. And how has it been managing that over this decade plus of being back together, you and Lou and Murph? Um, yeah, it's been all right. I mean, we, I guess we just grew up and, uh, we've had some help communicating, I guess, you know, our manager is good at a kind of talking between us and trying to get us to, I guess that was our main problem. We couldn't really uh, communicate because we just did not excel at that, at that age. Mm -hmm. Everybody was just, uh, feeling their oats a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the first few years, Lou didn't talk at all, which suited me. I started talking, then it was got hard to communicate. So once he started talking, then it was a thing because you were just like, "Hey, man, any chance you'd go back to the the first two years?" Yeah, exactly. And now the genie was out of the bottle, and um, you couldn't stop him from talking anymore. And uh, I just couldn't take it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 Kurt. I didn't mean to laugh. No, it's like, Kurt, no, you I, laugh. Yeah. Look, you're on Verve now. You do what you want. Yeah. Well, I, to, to be fair, I've always done whatever I wanted, whatever I want. That's true. But now that, but now you do it Verve style. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see Velvet Underground, Mothers yeah. of Invention. Kurt, Dave Brubeck, yeah, Kurt Vile. I'm stoked to be wow. label. Ma- I'm stoked to be label mates with the Velvet Underground and Stan Getz. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is it is very exciting, Kurt, for you to announce that today that you uh, that you've got a new home for your yeah. music. I'm mean, I'm stoked. Thank you. I'm, I'm, but you know, and there's plenty of st- Matador is still my family too. We got there's plenty of uh stuff you know in the in the vaults that are come out of matador too I'm, I'm stoked to you know toe the line jay jay you did that right you went to the you went to the majors for a second killed it there later on later on they were like jay jay i don't hear a single jay yeah <laughs> i like that story. you hear the words you never thought you'd hear you thought were a joke yeah i don't hear a single like, you're so when when you when that version of Dinosaur Junior because I saw Jay I saw I believe I saw you play with the Velvet Monkeys at Maxwell's is that true was that is, is my memory correct That sounds about right yeah When when you had the six person Dinosaur Junior version after after Lou left the band then you went to this like 
maximum sized version for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And that was you and was Don Fleming in that? Yeah, Don Fleming, the rummager, and Donna Biddle. Mm-hmm. Was Dave Schools in that band? No. Oh, that's a different band. Sorry. And that was that was just not sustainable. Was that just a, was that just an experiment? Yeah, I just flipped out at some point. I thought it might be cool, and then I just decided it's. You know, we had two drummers, and um, I don't know. I just. Um, so I couldn't deal with it. Yeah, suddenly oh. you suddenly you're fronting the Almond Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> never played a gig, but we did do the single, and it was pretty cool. But mm-hmm. and then when 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 the band seemed to be kind of uh, ending its run on, I uh, was it on Sire. You were on Sire, and then you did. You, did you think that was it for Dinosaur Jr. for that stretch? It seemed like, okay, well, that's the life of a band. Yeah, I thought, you know, it felt like it was over and I should try something else. But now you look and you've, you're five in on this. It's, it's, it's really amazing. And that, that nobody could have expected that inside the, uh, you, I mean, how could you have ever see, yeah. foreseen that? No, definitely not. I mean, I I never looked this far ahead in my life at all. And it's uh, how how does the songwriting flow for you uh, as opposed to when you uh, started off? Uh, I do not remember back then, but uh, yeah, I just keep writing little riffs, and at some point, I try to listen back and see if I can hook a few of them together or something comes together. I've always got a lot of little risks to pick from, but um, I don't know how they make it into songs exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice that there's some element of that. You don't just, you're just not doing it by rote. That's nice that there's some element of magic to it still. Oh yeah. I have no idea at all. Get done. I like to buy guitars, hoping that guitars um, will have some songs in them. Mm-hmm. That justifies me buying them. Which I like. Yeah, Jay. Do you? That reminds me. Like, do you? Do you get rid of? You have a, tons of guitars. You know, if you ever been to a studio, it's just wall to wall guitars. And and you just said like certain guitars have songs in them, right? And I just wonder, like, do you, like, get rid of guitars or you keep them all around? Because I'll have guitars that I don't use anymore, and then I'm about to get rid of them. And then I'm like, oh, I wrote this song on it. Just keep it around. And then it just sits around and kind of gets ruined. But, you know, there it is yeah. in the corner. Yeah, I just, I tried selling some. And uh, as soon as I sold them all, it seemed like I had different ones. They all kind of grew back. So it didn't help much. Yeah. And do you do you feel like uh, when when you just like put put a, an instrument down like 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 does a is it just like oh I wonder if there's like if if something can, like that worked for you in the past can still you could still squeeze a little bit out of it. Yeah, it's kind of like if you leave it in the corner for a couple of years, maybe it'll regenerate itself and 
a different song will be in there. Yeah. Now, what, uh, what, uh, Kurt, when you were in the studio, what were some of the things that surprised you getting to see the band actually in, in process? Well, I'll tell you, I was excited because one, I took my job seriously. I was nervous. I didn't know exactly what it was going to entail, but, but I got a man on the inside, which is my, my drummer, Kyle Spence. He, you know, he, he's good friends with the band Dinosaur Jr. And he played, you know, he played drums for Dino a lot, like if Murph wasn't around and things like that. So he's like, he just sort of reminded me, he's like, listen, listen to Jay's demos. Cause, cause with Jay's demo, like he plays everything on those demos. He might not have, actually they were all instrumental, but there was no singing, but he's got like just one word titles and the drums, sometimes the bass and the guitars are all there. And then I, I just kind of listened you know, driving up there all stoked and, and they'd just be drilling, they'd just be like learning the demo and just kind of jamming the same song all day. And I was like, at first I was like, am I supposed, I I didn't realize that this is kind of just their, their style of like just drilling this one song in their head, you know, not Jay so much as uh, Lou and Murph. And I was like, I'm like, that sounded good. And Jay's like, nah, the drums weren't right. Or this, you know, he, he could hear everything. And then I was like, wow, I guess my job is just to hang out for a while. And then towards the end, I was, I was really getting to know all the songs and really stoked and just seeing where they're going to grow. And, and I kind of just watched Jay just rip a ton of sick guitar solos. And I, I just kind of fell up in love with some of his guitars. And I was sitting in the side, you know, on the side the whole time, just, excited like kind of playing guitar quietly and you know literally just on like the last day i just sang some harmonies and and laid down a a few guitars which jay kept or left it was it was way more organic and uh you know not too much work for me at the end of the day it's uh really cool i mean Mm -hmm. it would have been interesting to see if i was there to the end i it would have been the same thing basically because jay's just always you know, he's, he's the boss really. So I just, sure. I was just watching, you know, he's the new boss. Meet the, you know, the new boss, the same as the old boss. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is something, if you look at the record, Kurt, and don't be modest, if, if that's the, is there anything where you can say like, yeah, I can, I helped with that part or I contributed to that? Like, what are some things that, that, uh, I'll tell you the thing I'm most excited about, and it's also a cool story. Well, no, it's not the thing I'm most excited about, but there's this one funny part that's cool, but I think it's funny. Is uh, First of all, he says, he's got this song called I Met the Stones. Mm-hmm. I love this song. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he, he literally wrote it after he met, he got to meet the Stones. He got to meet Charlie Watts. Uh, you, you could, he, he could tell the stories better, but he got to talk to the Stones. And he's, so he's singing this song, you know. I, da-da, da-da, I met the stones and he's like, I got excited. I got depressed, which is hilarious. Uh-huh. Like think about, you know, when you meet your hero, like I, mm-hmm. you know, Neil Young or whoever, you're like stoked and then it's over and you get depressed, whatever. But then there's like, I, I just threw out the album. I did I added some like falsetto. We ha- harmonies or just unison things. But then there's this moment and I met the stones and it's like just the first 
Tommy says stones, and I'm, he's like, da, 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 I met the stones, and then I'm singing back up. I'm like, I met the stones. That's all. I just, <laughs> I just do it low. He's like, uh-huh. stones. <laughs> and I'm pretty proud of that. And there's like a little um, 12 string electric guitar in the background. It sounds of the same song. It sounds kind of like uh, I Want to Be Your Dog or something. Jing, 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 jing. I'm stoked mm-hmm. about that. Um, but I'm just man. I I was there, you know. I was I was involved in a Dinosaur Junior record. So, yeah, that's so a like, real thrill. Yeah, it's a thrill, and uh, I win, and that others lose. Yeah. And what what was the, what was your first what was your first uh, exposure to to the to their music? My first exposure to Jay, um, to Dinosaur Junior, because uh, let's see. I was born in 1980. I'm 41 now. Let me do the math. Okay, I heard I heard start chopping on the radio first. Um, I didn't like. I wasn't hip enough or have an older brother to hear like the, you know, the seminal triptych of the early Dinosaur Junior. You know, at first. I, so I heard the stuff on the radio. I heard start chopping first. I liked it, but when I the next album came around, feel the pain. That first single, I fell in love with that. So. I think that's the first CD I bought, and then I went back and, and bought them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, songs like, you know, Out There, Off of Where You Been, that's, that song is just an anthem. You know, that's just perfect for a impressionable teenage, you know. Like, how you can't just can't beat those beautiful, sad, enormous guitars and songs like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I didn't, you know, then I went backwards and got all the classics, but I, I, you know, I, I heard him first on the radio, and then finally, yeah, we we went, we saw him on the handed over tour at the Electric Factory in Philly, and Jay was like very, in a cool way, completely detached from the audience, and he would be uh, literally just playing solos and just wandering off stage, and he'd be gone for like a minute or two or or more playing the solo and just come wander back on and mumble into him, like the whole time soloing. Uh-huh. I was like. I was like, man, this guy does not give his, you know, mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and it was, you know, the rest, I don't know. We obviously kept crossing paths, but that's, that's uh, just some major moments in my upbringing. Now, now Jay, when you walk off stage like that, what are you doing for two minutes? That's what I wanted to know. I was, I was just jamming, you know, just hiding in, in back of the amps kind of, and, uh, yeah, I thought it was fun just to hide for a while and still be playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there's something uh no to me nothing is funnier than than uh Robert Fripp, the way he is pretty much been in this band for fifty years, King Crimson, and he just sets a chair up in the corner behind like an amp like a stack of amps. You can barely see his head peeking out. And he put the, the most recent tour with King Crimson. They have three drummers now and the drummers are up front. He's, he's behind the drummers. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting, sitting. I saw him in Japan, uh, King Crimson and me and my wife were there. I was on a press tour, which was weird, but 
They're like, you want to see King Crimson? We're like, oh, sure. And, but we only lasted a couple songs. My wife couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you pro? Does prog rock have any hold over you, Jay? Oh yeah, it does. Right? <laughs> sure. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 right? Think yeah. about that. Yeah. Totally. Actually, if you had, if you had to pick one of those bands to, to listen to, who would you, who would you take? Yes. Tall. Hmm. I felt bad for yes. Cause I heard him talking like, Oh, we used to be the people's band. And then, Suddenly we were uncool and punk happened and we were uncool. I felt bad for him. Suddenly we did the legend soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is so funny when you hear those bands. There's nothing funnier. You hear bands talk about when punk rolled in and ran out Prague, which didn't happen the way they talk about it at all. Like, yes, in 1978, we're still playing like veteran stadium. Like they weren't run out of anything. They just, nobody, people just thought they weren't cool, but they still had a, as many fans. And then when you hear like Warrant complaining about Nirvana running them out of business, where they're like, yeah, when we did cherry pie and then, then suddenly one day we woke up and we were out of work. Tough, tough life. Yeah. It is, but but it didn't happen either. It's like you guys naturally kind of sucked and ran out of gas, and something else also got popular at the same time. It's not like one literally caused the other. Yeah, I don't think um, Kurt Cobain got as many chicks as the guy from Warrant at any point. So. <laughs> now. If you have, you have so much coming up in terms of live stuff. It seems like Dinosaur Jr. are going to be one of the first bands out there kind of hitting, hitting the road. We'll see, uh, what happens. Oh, I got that second shot today. Today? My, oh my God. Today? Oh man. Dude, my arm. Tomorrow, just lay down. Yeah. I got. Take the day off. Yeah, my arm feels like uh, like somebody shot me. Ay, would, you, ay, ay. would you get the M or the P? Oh, uh, what did I? Which one did? I, oh, I got. Uh, yeah, I got the Panera. Panera. Yeah. Okay. Panera. I got the shot. No, I got the uh, the M. Okay. Yeah, that's what I got. Sure, everybody's different, but me and Suzanne were destroyed, destroyed for days. What did you get, Jay? I got the same one. I felt like I had battery acid running through my veins the, the day after the second one. Well, I guess I have that to look forward to tomorrow. You're gonna like. You're gonna love it. I'm gonna love it. Well, I do like battery acid. You know my love of battery acid, Kurt. Yeah. Um, so, Jay, you watching a lot of TV these days? I did want to know that. Yeah, I am. What are your I mean, favorite? Like songs and stuff. So. We want to know what's, what your favorite shows are. Yeah, <laughs> I like Mad Fat Diary. I don't think it's a new show, but it was new to me on Hulu. It was an English show, and 
the villain from Killing Eve is the best friend of the fat girl in the sh- in the show. What show? Mad Fat Diary. Oh, okay. Villanelle, I love her. Any other? Uh, I've been watching. I watched six seasons of uh, Ink Master. Whoa! What is that? Oh well, get ready for this. It is the tattoo competition show hosted by Dave Navarro. Right. (laughs) And it is, if you watch this, it is, it is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. A few episodes into the first season, because it's all meatheads, it's all anger management meatheads who give tattoos. And they put real tattoos on people that they call human canvases. They're like, okay, let's bring Dave Navarro will be like, all right, let's bring in the human canvases now. And then we're going to give you, uh, Japanese tattoos. And, and, but I guess the trade off is they get like a free tattoo. Like that's not enough to <laughs> just have somebody put a tattoo on you that you don't want that it was free. I'm good. But it's, I'm telling you, if you watch this, you're going to get hooked on Ink Master. Well, all right, I'm looking forward to it. 13 okay. seasons they made of it. Oh. Oh my God. 13 seasons. Dave Navarro. And wait till you see his shirts. He wears these, uh, he, there's one point on the show he's, he's wearing a crass t-shirt, which is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. The guy from Jane's Addiction. On a judge hosting a tattoo show, wearing a crass shirt. Makes sense. <laughs> I I saw Dino open for Jane's Addiction reunion in Philly, and they were having people hang from the rafters with that like, what is it, Jay? It's like. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They put hooks in the girls' backs and hang them up, and they swing around on wires from hooks. It's like a rush for people off. Something Dave Navarro was into. He does it, too. Oh, he does it. He does that in one of the live finales on the show. He's he's hanging over the audience. It was quite disturbing, but, you know, I couldn't look away either. I had to watch it every night, but it was quite disturbing. Well, look, you've got you've got a lot of shows coming up, Jay. I'm not going to tell you what to add to the, <laughs> the, the to Dinosaur Junior's uh, 2021 shows. It's worth looking into. Maybe you could get some back hooks. Oh, that's no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little squeamish. Hmm. Anything? Any other uh, highlights for 2020 that uh, you came out of the pandemic with, Jay? Geez, I had no highlights. I was, it was definitely not a highlight kind of year. Well, now I'm telling you this: you're about to make it all up. The slot machine is going to keep paying off, and it's not going to stop spitting money out. Yeah, I can't. All right, I can't wait to see you guys play because uh, I. I just kept putting everything off. I was like, oh, I just kept putting my tour off further and further. I'm just, <laughs> just sitting mm-hmm. around forever. But uh, I got these little kids running around. I was like, ah, oh, stick around. 
And what is the camp thing that goes on that you guys do now? Um, yeah, it's like, I guess I saw Richard Thompson had done a camp at this place for like the last 10 years. And so we tried it. Yeah. It's like, it was pretty cool. I mean, I think, you know, it's probably 70 people will go. So it won't be uh, that risky and we'll be all outside. So Mm -hmm. manageable. And where does that take place? Um, in Big Indian, New York, it's like upstate. And so people can go and they'll hang out with you guys for the week. Well, maybe not. Hang out might be uh, generous. Are you are you around? Are you making pancakes for everybody? Yeah, I think people were most psyched on the jam session at the end. We're kind of like everybody had their own pedal board and guitar, and we had a big jam session that was kind of seemed to be what most people were psyched about well if only i had it in me to be sociable like that i could uh i would go but i'm kind of probably better off staring at season eight of ink master nah tom me and you were gonna go (laughs) yeah we're going okay look kurt if you were going i would strongly consider going dude before all this happened i I mean, Schwartz, Jay, Jay's manager, he said, oh, you come up, talk about being the producer of Dinosaur Jr. <laughs> I was like, I'll be there. I'll tell him all about it. Yeah. Now, when I saw, I saw Kurt, Kurt and Jay, I saw, I saw you guys at, where was that? Central Park where I saw you. Oh, that was amazing. That was heavy duty. Out there. That was my favorite jam. You killed it. It's like the best. It was beautiful weather in the park. Yeah, Perry Shaw in the in the wings, making making, making those vintage shirts. Actually, I have a question, Jay, for our friend Perry Shaw, friend of the show. He does a lot of my art, yeah. and, and apparently Green Days as well. But uh, me first. But anyway, he wants to know <laughs> if you've ever made any upside down cross T shirts. Well, I'm sure they have. Yeah, I'm just, I was just the drummer for one, that one record. I wasn't in the band really, but uh, I'm a little too wimpy to be in that band. But but you love playing yeah. in that band? Do you love playing that band? Yeah, I love the record. That's like my favorite record I've been a part of, I think. It's just, it's so twisted somehow. It really appeals to me. I gotta check it out. I gotta tell you, I gotta check it out. I haven't heard it, but oh yeah, I saw it on Spotify. They have like three hundred monthly listeners. <laughs> now, I'm not going to keep you longer, Jay. It's late, and you've got things to do. Um, what is it? What was your first exposure to Kurt? How did that happen? How did you find out about him? I think my friend uh, Megan, who runs Sub Pop, told me that I should listen to, you know, the Childish Prodigy album. And so I did, and then I dug it. And I don't know where I saw him first, but I ended up seemingly running into him a lot. I've seen him play, and then he, they opened for us. And I don't yeah. know. It's always it seems to be around somewhere. We're running into each other. Totally. That was a great. My favorite, I, I opened for you. That was like my first tour getting to open like with a hero. And 
and you're like, oh, I, I like that childish, pro- I like that childish prodigy album. I especially love your song Monkey. And I say, yeah, that's yeah. not, that's not my, that's a Dim <laughs> Star song. That's Thurston and Don Fleming. And he's like, oh yeah, no wonder it sounded so familiar. <laughs> 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 Richard Hell. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. And then, uh, yes, I like your version better though. Me believe that. Well, that's what I do. I mean, I couldn't do that to your song, but that I like to take a song and, uh, yeah, try to make, make it better. <laughs> well, what's one you'd cut? What's one you, what's one you would want to interpret? Kurt? Of Jay's? Yeah. Well, there's a crazy story. Um, speaking of beyond me and my bandmate Jesse, when beyond came out, you know, I was one of the people like, wow, Dinosaur Jr. reuniting. I bought that album. It had just been out for like a week, and uh, I can't remember if it's track two or whatever, but there's a song called Crumble on there. So good. It's just classic dino. And I was t- telling Jay about this, who grew up on Dino 2. I was like, yeah, man, this is like quintessential Dinosaur Jr. It's like they never left. They got this, you know, this song tugs right on the heartstrings when it's tough. And I was always talking about it. We were driving home from a party. We got hit by a – must have been a drunk driver. Like, he ran through a red light and, like, just missed our seats. And we our car spun around and everything. I, I, it was a really bad accident. But that, So that's my memory. It's crazy, but there's a song called Crumble. I think you should play mm-hmm. it at the end of the show, Tom. It's yeah, so good. That's a great song. Or play it anytime. But anyway, that's – so one day I will do a cover of that, but I have played it on stage with Dino multiple times. And Lou, uh, Lou Barlow actually told that story for me from the stage. Cause I kept talking about it and yeah, that's a special song to me. One day I'll, I'll do a version of that. All right. Well, I'm glad it didn't uh, sour you to the song getting hit by a car. Anyway. No. Yeah. Now you love it more. See, and now you bring a you bring some some gravitas to it, Kurt, when you play it. Totally. Well, Jay, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's oh, you're one of the all time greats, and the new oh. album is legitimately awesome. Sweep it into space, and I can't think of any band that has done what you guys have done, and it is truly something to see. And I'm glad you're you're all doing it, and you're. You're where you should be. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah, we'll dude. talk soon. Bye. Kurt. Bye. Yep. Kurt, are you still here? Yes. Thank you for, for doing that, Kurt. No problem. I knew, I know you were nervous, so I'm glad I could help. No, it's always good. It's just, see, it's, it's not, uh, <laughs> just kidding. He's not, I was not, I was nervous. He's just not <laughs> exactly, uh, not, it's not exactly, uh, motor mouth. He makes me nervous. Yeah, I gotta say, I was so excited to see your news. I I was excited that you asked me to do this, and I knew that there was going to be that announcement mm-hmm. as well. So I was like, "Well, I was like, wait till they get a load of me." <laughs> Big swings right? for KV. Big right, swings. <laughs> Wait till they get a load of me. Yeah, he's seen it. He saw it 38 times. Stop the press. Who's that? Dudio? Vicky Vale. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we got Kurt on the line, let me ask a quick question. Look, I'm not mad about the phone number thing. I don't care. It was, it was one number. 
It was one number. I don't care. Yeah. It's fine. Mistakes happen. It all, all's well that ends well. But I'll tell you this. I don't know if Mike ever wrote a tweet as fast as he did where he's like, wasn't me. Just quoting, <laughs> I was just quoting Shaggy. Yeah. I, I, don't know Shaggy. I, I don't think a tweet ever got tweeted as fast as that one did. I think he had it in draft. Yeah, he was like he just hit control, <laughs> control S, and then that tweet went out. Wasn't me. Now I, that's a lot of fun. And the new album is seriously great. It is. I'm. I've been loving it for a while, and everybody's gonna love it when yeah, they hear it. I, uh, I was. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. I was trying to. It was hard to bring it up with Jay while you were talking, but like the album is so good. But it's all. It's got like. That classy, classic, catchy dino, like the melodic, catchy, poppy thing, but like, yes, like, but pretty much all the songs are like that, you know, like uh, all the other records, I reunion records, I feel like there's one or two songs that have that poppy thing, and then they go, they do all kinds of things, but this one is like, it's really got the the songs, like the pop thing, you know, that dinosaur junior pop thing, and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's such a good record and it's also crazy it's like when you look at the the song lengths are kind of a giveaway too there's nothing there's nothing uh over like four and a half minutes on the record yeah. Every, everything is like three minutes three and a half minutes they're hits they're just a, they it's a record filled with hits and the uh lou barlow song the garden is oh my is, god it's such a good song it's like my favorite uh lou Dino song, definitely my favorite Lou reunion Dino song, but I yeah, think it might I, I be my favorite Lou Dino song I've heard. It's so good. It is. It is at the top of his. It's. De- I'd say it's definitely at the top of his Dinosaur Junior uh, contribution songwriting contributions, and you could put that up with anything he's done with Sebado or Solo. I, it's. It's a amazing song. Yeah. And. So what are, when are we looking? 2022 for a new yeah, KV? 2022 for a new KV. And, um, you know, like I had been getting my home studio ready for a long time and writing tons this whole pandemic. And But the one thing, uh, just the people that helped me at home, like somebody, friends that have been working with me for a while and bandmates, we just wanted to get that vaccine so we could not be sitting around in masks trying to make music. So I just... You know, this whole spring and, and summer, I'm going to be going back and forth from my home studio to L.A. with uh, Rob Schnapp and uh, just working on a record all spring and summer. I, I got great stuff in the can, but I'm just going to keep going and we're going to have more than enough for a new record. And then whatever's left over, I'll put that out soon thereafter. And, you know, just uh, feeling real positive about the future, man. It's very exciting. And it's like I'm glad you also I'm glad you also said Matador's family still too, because that's, that's how so many people, uh, learned about you. And it's just such a great thing to keep to you move, you move on, but you also keep your roots too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm so grateful to Matador and, you know, uh, there's plenty of stuff that they'll be putting out. And, uh, yeah, you know, I just, this, the uh, verve approached me and, and, uh, you know, I got a family and I got aspirations to, to just, you know, you just never know what the future holds. Just see what happens. Uh, some, somebody else is excited about me and, uh, 
you know, it's like a major label. Who knows what that even means? But, you know, I want to be, I want to be like Neil Young. I want to, I will just want to swing for the fences. I, and, uh, I don't, you know, I just got to take, take some chances and, and uh, take some opportunities. So it's stoked you, as hell. It's very exciting. And it's, I'm, I'm so thrilled to hear you talk this way. Cause I cannot wait. Cause if anybody's up for that challenge, it's you and it's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. All right, buddy. Yeah, well, I love I, you. And I'll see you, you out too. there. Oh, yeah. I'll see you soon. I'll talk to you later. Hey, All t- right. Thanks again, buddy. Oh, wait, wait. What's that, Jason? What? Oh, uh, this is Pat. I, Pat? I just said to Kurt real quick. Um, I absolutely love the How Lucky duet with John Prine. I've been, I've been hearing it, um, on radio actually, uh, out here. And, um, I didn't catch it when it originally came out, but I've been listening to it so much. And it's just, it's so great. So thank you for that. Hey, Pat, thanks, man. Yeah, that was so beautiful to get Prine in the studio. You know, that was like New Year's of 2020, you know, this past New Year's. And then, That's uh, wild. It's wild. He passed a couple oh. months later. He's a huge hero. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I got to do that with him. And so and, glad I got to as well. I'm so glad you so like much. it. Yeah. Well, buddy, we'll talk to you soon. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks again for doing this. Yeah, you guys are okay. killing it. Peace. Okay. Thanks, Matt. That's exciting. That was fun, right? If you had uh, Pat says something nice on your board, you can mark that one off. It's true. That was very nice, Pat. Yeah. It came on uh, when I was driving, and I was like, I was almost in tears. I was, I just like, I missed it when he when he originally put it out and was promoting it, I guess, and uh, I didn't even know it was out there in the world, and I was like. I was like, you know, when you just like miss something, but it just catches you off guard when you finally hear it. I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kind of how a lot of people feel uh, from what I'm hearing. A lot of people are feeling the same way about the uh, the new AP Mike song <laughs> <laughs> over at Bandcamp, the uh, acoustic yeah. Michael Perry, the solo acoustic Michael Perry. People are saying... <laughs> They missed it maybe when it first came out and now they're catching up to it and they're thrilled over at apmike.bandcamp.com. I revamped uh, the ending too. Revised and revamped, you know. Okay. I love it. Yeah. I figured out how to work audacity. It's not that hard. (laughs) There you go. Oh God, God help me. I just clicked. (laughs) I clicked on merch over at apmike.bandcamp.com and I know I've seen it before, but I'm getting a good look at the Warhol edition <laughs> of Mike's headshot. Uh-huh. And I am not sure. I'm just going to say it's up there. You will, people want to order it. I have no comment on it. Whatever. Get some good, good numbers for with that. I hope Thanks, this, Tom. Thanks, Tom. I, I owe guy, that one yeah, to you. Yeah. You owe that one to me. This guy can't wait to see. I, and I know this in my heart of hearts. Look, I, do I love the guy? Of course I love the guy. He's a great guy, AP Mike. I know he's going to snake me on this book thing somehow. Oh, Tom, your, your book has inspired me. It he's has. Got some it really angle. has. He's got some angle that I don't know what it is now. It's going to be like, it's going to be like in a thing when they, re- when the, in that Star Wars movie when they're like, or the 66 or whatever it was, the dumbest thing I ever saw in my life. Those Star Wars, one's worse than the next with these Star Wars movies, by the way. Hey, I just got bingo. 
Why? Because I mentioned Star Wars. Oh, I got uh, Mike mentions a book was my last one, and he technically mentioned. <laughs> oh, he did earlier in the show too. So oh, who yeah. got bingo? Did people get bingo? So that's. I yeah. need to ask you some questions on bingo, uh, Tom. We have three bingos so far. <laughs> so that's three phone calls you have to make. Now I'll make them. I'll make all three. Okay. How many? How? What's the? Do we have a cap on this? I mean, we're doing it until midnight tonight. I imagine. Correct. Anybody gets bingo before the end of the show, I'll call them. I don't care. All right. Just don't be weird. <laughs> just that's all I ask. If I call, if you get bingo and I call you, just don't be weird. <laughs> just just appreciate that I'm taking a step toward you <laughs> oh, with a geez. thing and doing something I didn't have to do. Yeah. Just don't take that and be like, oh, Jason, time for time for the weirdness. On Twitter, he he uh, mentioned that the email is the the original email gave out is down. So now yes. anyone, anyone who wins bingo, email yes. Jason at thebestshow.net. Yes, the uh, or midnight. The Outlook address just died, so you can't email that one. If you did previously, I got your information, uh, but email me at that address that Pat just mentioned uh, before midnight. Who would have thought that? Uh, who would have thought that the fine folks over at Outlook would? Uh, <laughs> Be responsible for some shoddy web service outlook. Jason's in Mer- Mercury retrograde with this. Uh, with that'd be more. I'd, I'd be more. more faith in OutQ. Remember OutQ, the concert calendar, club and concert calendar. Yeah. yeah, more than Outlook. If you said it was OutQ, I'd be. Oh, who's at Hunka Bunka this weekend? <laughs> OutQ, the concert and club calendar. This week at Hunkabunka 80s night. The 70s dance party at Hunkabunka. Now, Mike, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but might I reckon, and I don't want you to do it now. I feel like you could do, would you consider doing on your site, apmike.bandcamp.com, Spoken word performances of just lyrics for songs you don't even, if you read the lyrics, I just want you to read the lyrics for Down with the Sickness by Disturbed. And imagine just reading it untethered from the music. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, I, I could get two albums going at the same time. That would be, yeah, like a covers album where I just read. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Cause here, I'm going to read the lyrics. So you tell me what you think of this. Can you feel that? Ah, S. Oh, ah, ah, ah. Drowning deep in my sea of loathing. Broken your servant, I kneel. Will you give in to me? It seems what's left of my human side is slowly changing in me. Get up. Come on, get down with the sickness. Get up. Come on, get down with the sickness. Open up your hate and let it flow into me. Uh-huh. I feel like, what if you did a record? How about this for a record, Mike? And I'm, I'll say this. You could put me on as executive producer. I don't want a nickel from it. AP Mike, new metal spoken word, where you just read the best of spo- of new metal music. You perform the lyrics as poetry. Yeah. I mean, and I could add some weird sound effect in the yeah, background. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a great idea, Tom. I there mean, I've go, been exposed. Mike. I don't know if I told this story. 
Is it coronavirus? (laughs) No, (laughs) no, you you scared me off the second shot. I mean, was that your intent? I mean, God. Yeah, that was my intent. That was my intent. One one worse story than the other. My my intent was to scare you off the second (laughs) shot. I mean, I'm half there, halfway there. Is is that halfway better than not? Well, you're halfway there. Whoa. Anyway, they they a shot in a Walgreens. (laughs) Anyway, there's a there's a local bartender who has a fondness. I don't know if it, it qualifies as new metal, but it's I guess it's current metal. Avenge Sevenfold and uh yeah. we'll do five, them. Five say, finger well, five finger death punch. Yeah. And and he'll command the jukebox and just play all of this stuff to the point where I actually got up and objected to what he was doing. I mean, I just said to him, I said, you know, I know you love this music it, and you pay for the credits and, but you have to consider other people are here. You know, I could play a 45 minute dark star, but I don't because I don't want to make people hate me. So I, I kind of made this argument. Well, why, why did they play a 45 minute dark star? The Grateful Dead. <laughs> yeah, that's a why good point. That's a legitimate point, you know, and and he, he he didn't counter with that, but he 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 could have, and I would have said, good point, but <laughs> but uh, you have to consider the the audience. So so I don't play. I generally don't play like this obscure stuff that'll drive people away. And I've seen it enough in bars where these guys come in with the heavy metal, and it's just like that's a that's a narrow genre. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you can love it. You know, you're free to love it. I don't, I'm not saying we ban that music, <laughs> but, uh, consider, you know, there's other people here who are not fans, you know? Well, I love that this is, uh, that's this a good is idea. A road though. You're I, going down. Thank I'm, I'm going to look for some stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think people can guide you with this too. Yeah. If people want to request some stories, I mean, I'm trying to think of, I mean, some of the things I may have, told the stories, but I'm trying to like write them down and make them sort of a little more full bodied. Um, so if people want to hear a particular story that they liked, they can, they can message me and uh, I'll yeah. see if I'm trying to go. It's, I know it's, it's, it's not on the pattern of your book, Tom. I think my book might have a little more sad stories than funny stories. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go funny, sad, funny, sad, you know, mm-hmm. like, Loud, quiet, loud, quiet, you know. Sure. Go, you know, get it, establish a rhythm. Well, I'm, I'm here for you, Mike, when you're ready. <laughs> but I think in the meantime, you knock back this, uh, this new yeah. metal thing. Yeah, that sounds put good. Some, some money in the coffers. <laughs> All right. Got any calls, Pat? Got two calls. Let's do it. And then let's, let's wrap up after the two calls. My arm is killing me from the second shot. Best show, hi. Hi. Hi, to whom am I speaking? Um, my name is Romare. Romare? Yes. How are you, Romare? Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you doing a Jay Mascus impression? Come on, help me out here, buddy. <laughs> hey. I'm, I'm from, uh, uh, Oakland, California. And I, I got some nice cuts for the show. Okay. What do you got? 
Um, the first one is, is Wilkins and, and Wilkins. They're, the, the, um, there's Wilkins Coffee. It was like a prototype of Kermit the Frog. Wilkins and Wonkin, and Wontkins? Yeah. He, he was like a, they were both like Muppets, but he was like a weird, like, gumdrop. Okay. Let's see here. Wilkins, Wont, Kins. Okay, let me see. Wilkins, Wontkins. Oh, so this is early Muppet stuff. Yuck. Oh, I know these two. Yeah, you know, just on principle, I can't put them on because it just encourages the Muppet fans. It just encourages them. They they don't need any more encouragement. Wilkins, Wonkins, you know the only Kins I like? Watkins. Ron Watkins, my guy. Rolling, going nowhere. We are the Watkins. Jim Watkins and Ron Watkins for life. So am I on your list of people that could possibly be cute? We should go to soap. Look up Soap World on your computer if that's something you might be interested in. If that seems like something you might be interested in, we could go to Soap World later. <laughs> All right, what else you got for me, buddy? Do you even know what I'm talking about? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No, I don't know this Nah, I'm just being goofy. I'm talking about the QAnon documentary that was on HBO. QAnon? Yeah. That your jam? No. No. All right. Well, what else you got for me, buddy? Uh, this is the the, the Quizdos mascot. They're uh, they're sponge monkeys. They're like deformed, like. Oh, no, that was the most that that should be on the worst mascots list. <laughs> They're like fur balls. It's like eyes. They like yeah. they like we we like the Quizno subs. It's weird. It's not happening. And also, let me just say this: not to talk about Twitter too much tonight. Um, I said I would watch the Snyder cut if that one tweet got uh, about the book got. A thousand retweets and two thousand likes. It got over two thousand likes. It it did not hit a thousand. Very uh, look. So thankfully, I'm spared from watching the Schneider cut. So go ahead. What else you got? Um, this one is a uh, it's uh the the Wawa's goose. Yeah, the Wawa goose goes on it. Yep. Hold on, my friend. Yeah, 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 just pulled it out there. Wawa Goose number four. With the potential to go higher. <laughs> Thank you. Wawa Goose number four. <laughs> what, else? what else you got? Anything else? Uh, yeah, I got, I got one more. It's a, it's a Pepsi man. He's a, like a, he's like, he, he was a, the Japanese like Pepsi mascot. He would like turn things into Pepsi. Pepsi man. Yeah. What am I even looking at? 
he's like, he's the most anonymous looking <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. It's just a blank face. Why would anybody think that's a good mascot? <laughs> it's like a muscular guy with a rope chain and, and a blank head. I've truly never seen anything with less personality. It's like they, they, they didn't finish drawing him. Yeah, I, I don't know who made the concept for that. It, it's, it's strange. Fine. Pepsi Man goes on the list. Number 24 for Pepsi Man next to Six Flags Dancing Guy. <laughs> now put him at 22 and move Rowdy Red down to 36. <laughs> wow. Why? What's it matter? It's just a number. 36 is just a different number. Oh, <laughs> no, keep Rowdy Red at 22. I'm just teasing you. That shot made you mean. <laughs> it did. I'm in a, I'm in a mean mood. It made, it did make me mean. I'm in a horrible mood. My arm feels like I got shot. I feel like when Johnny Knoxville was testing out like tasers and stuff, I feel like that right now. I apologize. I'm not here to be mean, <laughs> but take Rowdy Red off the list. Okay, he's good. No, he's leave. Anything else, caller friend? Uh, I I guess I got one more. It's a it's a, it's a college uh, college mascot. He's the fighting okra. He was like a like a there, there was an ad for him. I don't know why there was an ad for a college mascot, but he was he like someone was eating okra and then he like. Punched, like, like pummeled the dude for eating okra. Now, what is your name again? Uh, Romare. Romare, I gotta say this, Romare. Fighting okra is going in at 36. You're, you're, you get it. Romare gets this. (laughs) You have tapped into my wavelength on this, (laughs) Romare. And where are you again? Where are you calling from? Uh, Oakland, California. That's right, Oakland. You ever go by MC Hammer's old house? Uh, no, but I, I, I know, and I, I know she li- used to live here, and I've never got gone by there. Are you a fan of the Golden State Warriors? Uh, used to be before they they traded on us and moved to San Francisco, and now San Francisco is their home home city. Yeah, I love it. A little old fashioned spite coming out, huh? Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why they moved to San Francisco. Uh, Oakland was, 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 was giving them love for, we had like parades for them. This is what I'm going to say. Now that they're, in, now that they're in San Francisco proper, Romare, I hope they never win again. Yeah, me too. Hopefully they lose to. Hopefully, hopefully LeBron gets like eighty points on them. What if LeBron joins them but says, "I'll only join you if you moved back to Oakland." <laughs> you know who on that team I can't stand? Draymond Green. Yeah, he 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 pulls some stuff uh, in those in those games. 
You know what I, you know what my nickname for him is? Five. I call him, I know, I call my nickname for him is Su- Subway. I call him Subway. Cause his stat line is always fives. Five. Five. Remember that Subway commercial was like five dollar foot long, but it's like five. Cause he's like Subway man. Cause he only puts up five points, five rebounds. Five assists, five, five, five. Does he do that purposely? Is he? Is he? Is he just? Oh no, he does it on purpose. He could score thirty points a game, but he only chooses to score five. What do you think? <laughs> no, he makes a conscious decision before the game. I'm feeling like I could. Do you put up twenty two and ten tonight? I'm just gonna do five and five. <laughs> Come on, Romare. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, right. hopefully he, he keeps on getting five. He doesn't start shooting for things. All right, my friend. Yeah. You're a good you're a, you're a good caller and I appreciate it. You call back anytime you want, Romare. Thank you. Have a good night. Final call. Besho, hi. Hi, this is Matthew from Atlanta. Matthew from Atlanta. What part of Atlanta are you from there, Matthew? The five corners? Uh, East, East Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You like, uh, today. What do you, what do you eat down there for lunch? Jimmy John's? Yeah, it's Jimmy John's and uh, Taco Mac. That's pretty much it. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, well, well, what can I do for you tonight, my friend? Well, I have a few, um, two mascots at least. Let's hear them. Um, well, what about, this is kind of going back, but uh, Captain Bayonne. Captain Bayonne, yeah, he should be on the list. And maybe Mike's... Uh, Cronut, man. Or... Doctor Cronut, Doctor Cronut. That was a great day when there was a. There's this guy that runs around Bayonne in a unitard who pretends to be a superhero, and he was driving Mike crazy. And then Mike became Doctor Cronut, and that guy actually came into the studio. What were we thinking? I'm looking at a photo right now of both of them. What were we thinking? (laughs) Yeah, sharing a room with that guy. I I saw him picking. Uh, garbage up off the street. So the last time I saw him, so I have a little better opinion of him. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't doing calisthenics in the middle of the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Is which, he vaccinating people now in, in Bayonne? That's a good question. He should be, uh, yeah, making uh, a name for himself doing that. Why don't you be a superhero, yep. Mike? Vax he, man. He remembered my name. That was the scariest part. Hello, I, I, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he did. You know, I, I kind of gave him a nod, and he Captain he, Bayonne. Yeah, he gave me he gave me the full, full on. How's it going, Mike? I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Bayonne needs a hero. Bayonne needs well, to get vaccinated. <laughs> Bayonne needs Vax Man, <laughs> and everybody's gonna get Vax Man fever. I got Vax Man fever. It's driving me crazy. And that's not an impression of Mike if you're playing bingo. That's an impression of Vaxman. 
Does not get on the list. You already did a Mike impersonation. Okay, earlier. fair enough. All right. Captain Bayo, number, th- do this. Number 30, Dr. Cronut, number 31, Captain Bayo, the ultimate indignity that Dr. Cronut is ranked ahead of him. <laughs> what else you got, my friend? Well, here's another one. Uh, this is, uh, college out in uh, Olympia, Washington called Evergreen State College and their mascot is are you familiar with uh, Gooey Duck? Gooey Duck? I am not. Well, their mascot is called Speedy the Gooey Duck and it's it's spelled like Speedy the and it's G-E-O-D-U-C-K Hold on a second. I think if you look at an image of it, I think you'll did you actually just spell duck back to me? No, no, it's geo duck, like one word. Oh, geo. Then you didn't spell duck back to me. Thank you for not insulting me. I'm an author, for goodness sake. I don't know <laughs> how words are spelled. This is this scares me. Looks like <laughs> yeah, a, looks like a demented <laughs> Muppet. Nah, I can't put him on. I can't do it. That's cool. All right, my friend. Anyway, Anything else? That's all, that's all I have, though. No. Okay, well, I, I appreciate it. I got my second shot today as well. I'm feeling my arm. It's like you, so. You feeling it? Yeah, it hurts, uh, right? Yeah, it hurts like hell. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, um, thanks so much for uh, taking my call. Finally, I can go back to eating snacks off of uh, doorknobs. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Soon enough. All right. Thanks for the call, my friend. All right. Well, that's another best show in the, in the vault. That was a good one. Hopefully tonight inspired, uh, the staff of the best show to see, uh, what guests <laughs> would look like on the show. But no, I'll look forward to that first quarter of 2022 for that, one. for that esteemed guest that, that Jason's working on and, Mike t- Mike said he was giving it a think, or how, I don't even remember how he described the, his guest thing. He's like, I'm thinking about it. Okay. Still trying oh. to butter up the Iron Sheik. Yeah. I retweet every once in a while. All right. Yeah. Well, we could actually get somebody to move the needle, some excitement. I've got some excitement. Not these people, these... uh the, 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 the ones okay. that would not fit and on camera. That, Wait, what happened here? What? I got it. Oh my God. What is happening? Patrick Contnor's Instagram started playing. <laughs> what is going on with that? I think you were giving us a warning by playing his. Oh, that may, perhaps. Oh, I don't like that. Read into it how you wish. Wow. Might, might be, uh, Contnor time. He's open season now. Yeah. All right, my friends. Thanks to everybody for listening. Once again, you go to patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the show. We're getting a new batch of stickers and things out to people who are owed the stuff. So if you're waiting, you will get it. I I sent that we sent a bunch out and we're sending another bunch out. Thank you very much for being patient and, uh, Also, go to TomWroteABook.com and check out my book. 
It Never Ends comes out in July. Got a special announcement coming shortly about it. Will be fun. Um, for all the pre-order people, something fun. Something fun for the pre-order people. And what else? Well, what else I got to say? Go to apmike.bandcamp.com. Get his new travesty. <laughs> I have another one by the end of the week, I think. Oh, oh good, good. Yeah, I'm going to keep another them coming. Yeah. Cranking them out. Yeah. The Robert Pollard of Bayonne. <laughs> <laughs> now, go check stuff out over there. Support Mike. And we will be back next week with a new show, and we've got some exciting stuff in the works, and we'll do it, and it'll be fun. And I thank you all. And on the way out, I am going to play the song Crumble that we talked about with Kurt, the one that Kurt got in the car accident with, from the album Beyond from 2007, Donner's Jr., the first album in their return to uh, to uh, recording and the new album, again, I know I've said it a few times, I'll say it one more time, Sweep It Into Space, seriously great album. Comes out this week, you're going to love it. Um, but let's check out Crumble on the way out, just to remind you of how good Dinosaur Jr. is, and we will be back next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. Are we still on? Oh, yeah, we're still on. Well, I just want to say this. Jason. Yeah. Pat. Yes. Thank you for everything. I'm sorry if I was crabby at both of you. Oh, no. That's, I blame it on the shot. Blame it on the shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's not in your heart, Tom. Thank you. You get it. I thought you were fine. I didn't Thank know. you. I apologize for mocking both of you about the phone number. I, mean, I messed up. It yeah, was one number. I don't think you. So it up. was you. I gotcha. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye.